0: My granda gave me two bits of advice when I was a young lad. Brian, there are two kinds of people in this world: there are beers and doers mm. don 't be a beer mm. be someone who does before I would go in the water it would just be like, check, 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 right. check, 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 you got good, good. Like everything was just done because it was life and death. So when I come into this industry and like there's little tiny mistakes, I was just like flying off the fucking handle. Mm-hmm. I just think I'm becoming more aware of other people's feelings as I get older. Sometimes that can be quite a painful thing. When you grow as a person and you look back at what you used to be, sometimes you hate it. I had a bit of a moment a few months ago where I just sort of had a bit of a meltdown. It was unbelievable how often and how bad the anxiety was and how bad the low moods were. I couldn't shake it. Like, it was just like, I do not want to be here. You know, it got to a point where every single day I was having suicidal thoughts, and like, it was sometimes multiple times a day. And it would just be like, when things were getting too much, it was like, it's okay. Because if it gets too much, it can just end your life. And then one day I remember waking up and I just had like a whole night of nightmares, and I was like, if I don't do something about this, I am literally going to end up dead. The sad thing is is in in that time my dad's also been going through a really bad time. My dad uh, attempted suicide. And luckily I rang an ambulance immediately and the ambulance got to him and they managed to look after him and save him basically. <laughs> Welcome back to The True Geordie Podcast Sponsored by Gymshark. Shout out the Team. boys at Gymshark and the girls uh, They look yeah, after us They really do they, they send me stuff all the time by the way Really? Day. Yeah you can just ask them for it And it just appears It's man. Can I have their number? It's Joe isn't it the hooks you yeah, up Shout there? out to Joe Yeah shout out to Joe we Joe really them. does look after us We love it. Joe We love all yeah. of
1: them Joe tries so hard And yet you're so unloving When I hear you speak to him I feel like you need to show Joe a bit more... We have more... a love-hate relationship. Well, yeah, in that he hates you and you're supposed to love him. No, I go, where's Francis Ngannou? Right. Either get me the fucking interview or it's over. I'm on the plane to Nigeria, Joe. <laughs> you told me he'd be here.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, shout out to Shark. They just signed the UFC heavyweight champ of the world and they signed him before the fight, actually. They put their money where their mouth is. Right. Me and Gymshot We do the same thing It's amazing Do you know what I mean It's a really smart thing Um, So yeah Shout out to them Giving a lot of love out of them You got the links in the description For everything you need If you want to look good When you're in the When you're working out Now that we can go back to the gym Thank fuck How do you feel Now you're getting back in the gym I mean I was sort of training But not The same way Now Now I'm It's full steam ahead now Also Has your training changed a bit Because
1: your body The body you want to achieve Is now not the same body You had before before you wanted to be bigger right you wanted to be like no just a, a man mountain that was sort of forced upon me lawrence by what by genetics. mcdonald's all oh, right okay well
0: yeah and g- genetics okay. and mcdonald's genetics
1: and mcdonald's genetically i don't wanna, I think I don't, that most people are predisposed to put on weight when they eat mcdonald's it's not like a you thing
0: do you know what i mean well, i just i don't want to favor mcdonald's because burger king also catered you eat just as much of that I That's bloody love a double whopper yeah and what about the burgers? Eh, eh? that'll be clipped up. What about KFC? That'll go into a, a future life story of mine.
1: N- n- uh, now I've seen this is very popular on. Um, I've seen this very popular on other YouTube channels. What's your favourite fast food restaurant? No, we're not doing that. Brian, do you value being anonymous online?
0: Absolutely, Lawrence. Yeah.
1: Do you value being able to surf the web anywhere in the world? Yeah. 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 That's why you'd love Surfshark. There are sponsors on the podcast oh, today. Brilliant. Thank really you. great sponsors. These guys offer all sorts of services through one simple application and browser extension. Oh. Yeah, So I can get it on my phone But I can also get it on my laptop But I can also put it on my second laptop Or, you know, my other little tablet-y thing That I just sort of carry around from time to time To Everyone, look smart Anyway, that's over. the point And all for one fee as well But say that you're bored of Netflix in the UK Because we're only just coming out of lockdown now And you've seen a lot of the Netflix I've seen everything Yeah, you can go to another country's Netflix And farm the shit out of that Netflix I want to be able to see Americans I want to be able to see Italians I want to be able to see the Spanish Not only that But say that you want to protect your identity online Or, you know, you go on Wi-Fi In a coffee shop or something, you want to protect the outgoing signal? Mm. No worries. worries. You're welcome. Click the link in the description, use code Geordie at checkout, and you get 83% off and three months extra for free. So that means you're only paying for 17% of the price. Genuinely, that's unbelievable. When I first read that, I was like, sorry, did you put 83 there? I thought you meant like maybe 38 (sighs) or something. No, 83 was correct. We emailed Surfshark and went, there's got to be something wrong here. They went, no. No problems. Don't giving, just read it that. giving it away. Genuinely, it's as good as. So head over to the website, look at the deal. And if you go through our link in the description below, they'll know
0: that we yeah, it. Yeah, it makes us look good and it keeps you in podcasts. Sorry, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and it keeps you in podcasts. You're welcome. <laughs> No, well, what are we doing here Uh lot's uh, been going on People sure. just wanted us To do a catch up Obviously we did The, the next episode video We did that uh, That took we, way too long Please get God, up we get took them down really and, and you, Oh you crying yeah Ooh. Are you happy for us Yes we're making money Yes Yeah exactly Welcome. Why that, are you crying we We're making cash like We could have just done it like that In three words That's yeah. it
1: I get the feeling That doesn't emote The same response Yeah but you know It would have been Less work for you So. Yeah I know but I Looking back at it Yeah ultimately Was it worth the squeeze Yeah the, the juice was. was
0: worth the squeeze It was So many people messaged me Saying they were crying
1: You know what It brought back so many memories for me It, it wrecked me mentally Because I've watched <laughs> Every podcast Front to back With the guy filming this Right now Shout out Roven. Roven. Must yeah. have Well he was already Mentally ruined anyway But mm. you know It must have sent him Deeper down the hole yeah. Because when you watch yourself back From the last five Imagine now anyone who doesn't record themselves on a regular basis that you're just sitting in your office and every moment when you've made a joke every time you've put yourself out there every time that you've had a cooler a, a, you know a water cooler moment or you've made coffee and made a joke to one of your friends in the office or wherever you work that's recorded and then played back to you five years later and people in the comments are going that's not very good or people go we don't like this guy or people are commenting like he's wrong or you were just wrong mm. it mentally
0: it was a trip it was it was great for me to watch, and <laughs> yeah. there's, and luckily I wasn't the one editing it. Thank fuck for that. Yeah, and there is only would take, that would have taken even but, longer. But obviously the story sort of focused around me. Mm. You didn't actually, when I look back at it, put in en- enough of your good moments. But there were there were little bits like you know us laughing at um no, the email and but, stuff like that. But, yeah, but it was your story as well. No, but I pre- I appreciate that and it's 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 an honour to have your best mate Right. Sort of tell your story for you. Because that's, also, we've seen it closest. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah. More than anyone. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Because now, the only, only option is for you to kill me. Or bribe you. No, definitely kill. Yeah. Def- I wouldn't accept a bribe. No, that's the thing. You're, you're not actually driven by money. So, not in that. Yeah, I know. You just pay you
1: off. Although, I did buy my, I got to admit, I did this thing yesterday where I took my son to Hamley's. Mm. You ever been to a, a really good toy shop before? Not for a long time. Right, I'll tell you two things about good toy shops. Um, First of all, incredibly fun. Second, full of adults that still believe that they are children. Mm. Like YouTube, then? Yes. No, no, Hamleys is very much (laughs) the YouTube of the high street, Uh, right? Because, first of all, anyone can walk in there. Initially, when you walk in, very much like on YouTube, you go, this is good, isn't it? Oh, this is, hey, look, it's recommending all the things I like, like bubbles and, and police cars and all this stuff. You get downstairs, you get in the deep, dark bits, the basement, right? You oh, find yeah. the fucking basement. you've wandered onto some dark shit, all right? First of all, a there's just of a, there's a massive bear just walking around downstairs. My son freaked the fuck out when he saw this bear. Yeah. He didn't know what to react. He didn't know how to react until he looked at me and went, "He's laughing. Guess I laugh as well." Yeah. Initially he went like he, he was, I've never seen him so shocked. We're walking around looking for a bubble machine downstairs, right? I know this probably isn't the story people came from. No, people
0: wanted to hear that. Right. I put it out on the old social media and they were like, tell us about Lawrence's dad stories." Right, okay. Walking
1: down, walking around. We're, it's quite dingy when you get downstairs in Hamleys. Like, mm-hmm. It's not set up like a kid's toy store, but, but if it's Harry Potter, so you're like, oh, maybe it's a theme. Mm. You wander through the Harry Potter part, you get out the other side and you think you've found the bubble machines. I'm looking one way, flu's looking the other, baby's just sitting there, he's having a great time out of nowhere a tiny small fat man appears with a harry potter wand and i'm not joking i turn around from looking over here and go, i think we oh my god and there is a man with the wand at flu's temple (laughs) and he what does he show and he goes
0: kazaa and that isn't even a harry potter that's not even
1: harry potter thing right
0: and flu surely expector patronum
1: flu literally goes ah like oh my god
0: does she play along,
1: or is she genuinely terrified I could of the say, small? Fle- fun? You know, you know, Fle- You've met Flea. She's not the kind of person who plays along instantly off the Definitely top. Definitely not. She realised this man was. Uh, we we sort of worked out this man was slightly mentally challenged. Oh, um, but not fully. Did he work there, or
0: was he just he wandering worked there, around?
1: But we can work out if he was. If he was sort of you know, it, um, on on the spectrum in a sense of, you know, there's somewhere where he believes he is actually Harry Potter, or whether he's worked in a kid's store so long that he now just is stuck in this world and he's plays with everyone that he meets. I genuinely believe this man never left the store. Like he was dressed in a little jumper that didn't fit him quite right. And he just kept following us around and like would just pop up and sort of go bubble machines. Is it that you like? And I go, "Yep," yeah. And he'd go, take a look at this one. And you, and I was like, that's just strange yeah. and then he came over with the bear and was like have you met the bear do you like the bear and we were like the bear scared the child and He went, I could take the bear away if that's and we were like yeah t- yeah take anyway he, he led the bear away and as he led the bear away the bear mind being sad and I was like this is a weird
0: world COVID's done weird things to the world absolutely it? yeah um, we're not talking about COVID um, thank So you. yeah that, It wasn't quite Duncan's um, toy chest Or whatever it was Of Home Alone Where the old man's nice That was what I, Ultimately the guy Didn't scar us You wanted us. the turtle doves I, you, wanted,
1: I wanted an old man To walk over and yeah. go What is friendship There you go Go away my son
0: So, so uh, what, what, you, what you're learning From being a dad so far Then you're coming up the one year Yeah um, what,
1: I, what have I learned About being a dad um, You know what you really Think about when you First have a kid Right Legacy you start thinking about what you're leaving behind, right? Okay, and also the way your own parents treated you. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? You're getting some childhood trauma coming out. Is it no? More like, more like you know when people see me in a picture in forty, fifty years' time. Uh-huh. Not forty. Hopefully, I'll still be alive by then. A um, hundred years' time. Wow. Right? Wow. What will they think? Will they? Will they watch I our definitely podcast don't and think go? They'll be alive then. Right. No. We. Well, maybe we'll have free, frozen 40? our brains or something. 40 years time from now I'll be 70 luckily
0: Okay um, Yeah I'm not planning on being around then Sure I'm, I'm, I'm on the Like the fast lane here Then the other thing I thought Which now Comes back to you
1: Will this podcast Be watched in 40 years time And people go What a funny
0: little time
1: Do you know what I mean Yeah
0: Have you been genuinely Thinking about this A lot Yeah
1: Yeah like a lot a lot you know, which is why I'm wondering how I cut my hair and stuff now, which is why I've not made a decision. So,
0: so you, you, you're basing your haircut off the style that may be in a hundred years? This is, this is what I'm suggesting will be cool in a hundred years time. Beats headphones,
1: but they'll be permanently on the head. Always. Yeah, always. And this.
0: shaggy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you've done it the other way. Yeah, so I love that. I've gone the other way. Yeah. Legacy. I know what you mean. Le- legacy, legacy. It, you do start thinking about that. Mm-hmm. But just also
1: how you're perceived in the world, do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that changes as you get older. And you re, you like, you know when you're young, you're like, fuck it, who cares? There's
0: not a general opinion of one person, though, is there?
1: Uh, no, but what I mean is, like, famous, or whether people in my family will look at that and go, do you remember him? He was a bit, he wasn't, you know. Whether in 100 years' time everyone will be like Christians and sort of go, he didn't live a very clean living life, did he? You know what I mean? Or whether we'll get cancelled. Because of some of the definitely the Don't Fuck with Cats podcast.
0: I, uh, to be, I get what you mean. Yeah, like you do start thinking, what is the purpose of all of this? Right, isn't and, it? And
1: it, things begin to feel a bit more fixed.
0: That's why I want it to be layered, what we're doing here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's some stuff that is just sort of here today, gone tomorrow. Like, you know, the kickoff, the football stuff what we're talking about is irrelevant in a week's time because right. some new shit just happened but it matters so much but, in the moment but yeah but it, it's fun and it, you know it's that emotional tribalism bollocks that yeah. we get sucked into but glad you acknowledge we're, that we're, we're uh, the podcast and some of the people we've interviewed and I think that's what your video showed right. is at times it does get very meaningful at times we are doing more than just a little one on one chat Yeah, and that's why you know having people like Elizabeth Smart on mm-hmm. who've got more than just um, you know five minutes of fame but have got really life lessons to hand over to people of how de- how dealing with hardship real desperately bad hardship you can go through that and come out the other side and be a good person these are the sort of things that i think i like to say well at least we've got that because most youtubers it is just the here today gone tomorrow bullshit. Right, I see what you're and 95 99 percent of youtubers will go through 10 years and they'll barely make a single meaningful video that actually touches someone inside right. So, and there's nothing wrong with that because I do think it's healthy to have chewing gum, you know, content. Where, Escapism. Yeah, yeah you, you, nice you know, you're just chewing through it, yada, 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 threw it in the bin. That, that was all right. It, la- it lasted five minutes, but for, for that five minutes, the taste was all right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that Fresh. And, and a lot of our content has been that way as well. Brilliant. But if I don't challenge myself and we don't challenge ourselves to make something meaningful along the way that we actually have... In the pile of things we're proud of, mm-hmm. you and I—I I think we'd both just be like, "What are we doing?" Do you know? I actually you know I mean? realised it, it physically impacts me
1: if I don't feel like happy with mm. work or like I don't feel like we're making good videos. Like I actually look different, and I, there's a, there's actual science to back up that if you aren't happy with what you're doing in your life, mm. your face begins to look different.
0: Yeah, like
1: your face physically. If you've realised certain things about yourself, apparently your face will look a certain way. I
0: must admit, there was someone I I remember from my younger years in life who was a really bad person. Mm. And the older they got, like they they were a a fairly good looking person in their younger life, but the older they got, the worse it showed on their face. And you end up looking like a Camilla Parker Bowles type ugly woman. Like,
1: do you ever wonder, though, like, first of all, vicious towards Camilla Parker Bowles? No, but but the point I'm making
0: is, I do think like bad people it does show like on them yeah you know what I mean and uh, I, I but I was wondering how much I'm not that saying Camilla's bad but you know well probably is oh, isn't she
1: you know what she said to Diana I really don't like okay so um but ultimately, what part of me wondered how much of that is down to my own self perception, and how much I'm taking on other people's perceptions, and then that shows in your face. Do you ever wonder? Do you ever look at, like, and especially when I was looking at the podcast, I looked at how different our faces looked when we started to
0: now. I, I I change a lot. I'm I'm yeah. You really do. Like, I'm, I'm, if, if like, at
1: one point, Roven and I were having this discussion about whether we could do another video, which was almost like a flickbook of like your face
0: on the podcast. So weird. And we are kind of still thinking of doing that because I think it would be. It would be a bit of a trip for you. It, I am quite known for changing my appearance depending on the photograph and when it was taken. Out. Like right. There are some people who look the exact same person 10 years Oh, old. life. With, Roven. with me. Never like, changed. It's fucking mental how yeah. much. Uh, yeah.
1: What one day you've got a beard, the next day you've still got the beard. No, but it's a I, bit I don't know if this
0: makes sense or not, but I know from taking pictures of myself, I'm like, how the fuck are those two pictures t- me the same man five, five minutes apart? This I, is I even noticed, man. You know what? I
1: also notice um, your own self confidence is different now as well. Like me. Yeah. Uh, you. What have you noticed? Well, you know, you five years ago, uh-huh. you wouldn't have taken some of the. Self shots that you've taken, that you take now. What Maybe do you mean? because you didn't feel the same way about your body back then. Uh-huh. You didn't feel. I don't know what what look were you going for five years ago.
0: <laughs> I'm not. And I and I started that sentence. It didn't sound mean, but I finished it, and it is uh, okay. The God's honest truth, though, is like a wild motherfucker is what I was wasn't it like you remember how wild I was but then like there's many stories that we just cannot tell on podcast but the point is I did not give a fuck like anyone who challenged me was getting it and like I I just didn't think about stuff the way I do now like meeting you was a, a very big turning point where I was like oh Okay, that, you, there are other ways to do this, like, oh, you know what I mean? Life. By, yeah, like, <laughs> I think
1: you and I actually both changed, the, uh, saw the other one and went, oh, there's other ways of doing this.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Like, we came at things from completely different angles. So then meeting you, yeah, it, it, it completely changed me. Uh, it, I, I always say this. After my own mother, you are the person who's affected right. me the most in my life. Do you know what I had as a flashback to? Some a of the clothes I wore were terrible. I know that. Uh, I mean, both of but, you and I have had fashion faux no, pas. No, that pattern jumper was but, but, just never going to see the real. It? The realistic thing was though. I w- I would go to business meetings, and when I look back <sighs> at it, I think, wow like you know what I mean I would turn up to business meetings I, I, I'll never forget my worst one I turned up when I, when I turned up to meet Alan Shearer I went to <laughs> it was, it was not so to cute. meet Shearer but I think that was the only reason I went Right. was this Cannes Festival thing mm-hmm. for advertising and Shearer was there and everyone was in nice smart summer wear and mm-hmm. I literally wore a vest and jeans vest with 45 on the front I mean, something like that no yeah. it, was, it, was the, it was like a, a green camo looking vest right and, that one Yeah. I look back at it and, and like especially Especially how out of shape i was as well yeah and it's just like that no, you weren't in shape. no but it's the lack of fucks given that it's yeah. quite mental and it was like that for a long time and i don't know i'm i'm, I'm never going to be the guy who's obsessed with the way he looks of course not and i'll never be the one getting his top off in all the, the pictures or whatever else but right. um I am taking more pride in my appearance. So it,
1: it shows in the photos you take as well and like it kind of, it shows in your face as well and all these kind of things. Mm. You, I think you can really, and maybe it'll be interesting, do this to all YouTubers. Like if you're a fan of a YouTuber, maybe go take a look at their face five years ago and their face now and work out what isn't just aging but is also like self-perception and all these kind of things
0: Yeah if you look at The big YouTubers Like I mean Take KSI and Logan For example If you look at them Pre-fight and now um, mm-hmm. they, they, they just have it's they, They're men Yeah they're, it's, like, it's
1: simple nomics, like, yeah. Which is It's uh, Simba in Disney Right mm-hmm. Simba starts with a soft face Ends with this sculpted Like you can even mm-hmm. see it And it's the same with When you become a man Your face changes You uh, become more sculptured <sighs>
0: The Lion King It's great I bet you're You're watching some of that now Are you He's just about transitioning Into that yeah. phase now Where he loves He's
1: transitioning it. already he's, is Yeah, yeah exactly Well we didn't, I didn't want to say him <laughs> yeah. um, But he is transitioning Into being He's in that phase now Where he can He's into narrative And not just into like Simba Yeah and he reacts To that kind of thing Everything the light touches Is our kingdom I had to I was 20 minutes late today Because I had to I, I tried to leave And he wouldn't Get off. Let go, mm. and that was the first time he's ever done that today. Mm. Like he knew I was leaving.
0: As, as a as a person looking from the outside in, um, obviously the, the the supporters of the pod want to know what it's like for you being a dad. Yeah, but just I think you've dealt with it fantastically.
1: I thought it would be harder than this mm. so far, and well, I'm not I'm not begging not, for
0: something hard to happen. Yeah. But what I mean is like.
1: I thought that just the idea, like it would weigh much more mentally on me. The idea of this other person in my life is Mm. what I mean. I'm not saying I found it easy, because it isn't, but I did think it would weigh much more on me. But here's the point
0: though is, you are not a selfish person. So I think the fact that you are a giving person by nature means that someone like you, while you might feel tired and exhausted and all the other things that any parent feels, Mm. you're not, built to be in shock when you have to put someone else before oh, you no, and i think especially men that's the bit that men struggle with because we're not you know we're selfish bastards let's more. be honest yes yeah. and i obviously women um i do think genetically are um predisposed to go into this sort of mother mode when they do have a child so that it it, it doesn't shock them the way it can for some women get shot, but like you know, I we, see what you're saying. We, but I, I feel like some men, like, and we've heard Rory, for example, on the kickoff talk. Bloody hell! Like when Rory talks about being a dad, he's like so fucking better, <laughs> Like But now he seems to absolutely
1: love it. But it seems like the first year, like, really took him took him by surprise almost. It's really changed uh, our relationship as like parents in terms of you know flu and I. Okay, she's. Uh, we've just seen, I've seen so many other brilliant aspects of her that I hadn't really witnessed before. Mm-hmm. That I think, like, maybe you just don't see in a person. Can, until, I, can I
0: caveat this by saying, if your relationship is not working, oh, absolutely. the don't, solution don't do isn't like Lawrence and Flew are getting on fine just before this. Yeah, you don't yeah. need to, you know, relatively. But, do, you know, do you know what I mean, though? But, like, right. some people view baby. Some people a baby go, let's get a dog. Like, I, I, I've I've seen people where they're struggling and. Because out of fear of losing the other person, they just get pregnant. They're like, right. we're we're going to break up. We need to do something dr- drastic to keep together." Pull the pull the goalie, basically, yeah, right, back of the net, right. And you know what? Sometimes it's just fun
1: hitting the back of the net, isn't it? Pop it up the ass, mate. That's all I'm saying. Sure. No. Um, so and that is another net insult, definitely. You know? so, um, yeah, and that's actually really good advice. <laughs> no, Genuinely, but- <laughs> there are people out there. Who are pro- oh, oh, like some people get a bit uh, squeamish with anal sex. I feel like it's become more mainstream in the past few years. Since we started the podcast, I genuinely think anything butt-related has become more mainstream. Butts are just great, though, aren't they? Sure. Yeah, yeah. no, I agree. That's actually true. (laughs) They just are. Yeah, Yeah. and the fact is, it's gone full circle because a few years ago, if you'd have said that, you would have been, like, cancelled. But now, we're all open-minded enough to know that ass
0: is amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going around now. I mean, people are getting injections in their bottoms. I'm not for it. Mm. I personally
1: think that if the baby had come out and looked completely different to flu and I, and and she gone. By the way, this is none of this is real. I'd have gone. I feel lied to.
0: Oh, all right. So yeah. you, you you want the real deal? Well, I just want to know what I'm getting. Do you know what I mean? Do you I want subscribe to subscribe to the look at the mother thing? You know how men say Look at the mother of the missus That you're with
1: Oh that, yeah Well if that's the case then Flu is not going to
0: age From now until 60 I've met um, Flew's mum yeah. yeah yeah, She's a very good looking woman she Let's is, just isn't leave she? it at that Yeah yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that I've also noticed Her dad's quite attractive So either way We're good I don't remember him I was just looking at the mother
1: I'll tell you this <laughs> I'll tell you this right We didn't know Flu, one, don't kill me One of the best things that, uh, that has happened to us is He's got blue eyes Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have blue eyes. Flu does not have blue eyes. Apparently it can skip a generation. Really? Like my dad has blue eyes and my grandmother had blue oh, eyes. Oh, that's cute. So he's got his amazing deep blue eyes. We don't show his face on social media. He's got amazing deep blue eyes.
0: Mm. Honestly. For, for those who want to know what he looks like, just imagine Lawrence, but smaller. And shaven. So not a, uh, no beard. Mm. Yeah. If but, you
1: shaved me, I he, probably would look he exactly looks, he like He looks
0: you. a lot like you and your dad.
1: The I, amount of people who go, he's got something in his eye. It seems to be a bit puffy and I just go, sorry, have you not no, genuinely flew regularly. Goes yeah. he must have something in his eye. It's really puffy. I'm like, this is normal eyes. Can, can
0: we can we address my eye while we're talking about oh, the, dodgy eyes? That one, yeah. What the? Yeah. Th- have you noticed? What's that? that? Is that a? What's that called? Is that stye. I don't know. Right. Oh. I, I've had people give multiple opinions on it. Uh-huh. Long story short, the the consensus is I probably got a whack at boxing. Yeah. You know you know how you, you're sweaty and all that, and two men are punching each other. Yeah. And it's probably a, a little bit of an infection off of that. Like conjunctivitis or something. Ad, something. I didn't It feels fine, mm-hmm. right? I've got some eye drops. It hasn't done... Does it, so is I'm, it painful? No, it's all right. But I'm going to the doctors uh, next week. I think they're going to have to take something out or something. I don't know. The eye scares me a bit. Do you
1: know what I mean? Like anything around the eye. The eye is so... I,
0: I, no, genuinely, I, I do feel the same way. But what the fuck am I going to do? I look ridiculous right now.
1: It does. Honestly, I don't even notice it really. And we can light
0: it. So it, um, now I can't stop I, looking at it I, I, I feel sorry because, uh, for Also because Logan has a similar problem He gets it every now and then You're both boxers Logan had the exact same shape right before you had to do Wrestlemania so you had to show up at Wrestlemania wearing those sunglasses you, that's right. why he had the sunglasses I on I get it because otherwise a wrestler
1: definitely would have picked on but that. I think
0: it must be a boxing thing as well because he had it right at the same time so what you're
1: basically doing is you're punching someone and leaving a whole load of germs and bacteria all over the end of the glove <laughs> and then transferring it into the eye basically yes
0: where you'll
1: then well, open I, I, do you remember when up? I had a
0: bit of a black eye from that week when um, Vidal smacked us yeah. yeah it was like that yeah. how's
1: that going with um, you know, boxing someone who's a potential world well. Champion luckily, player. I
0: haven't had to for a couple of weeks because um, yeah, he took uh, he was busy sparring some other victim that week. Okay, you know what I mean. But when I when I spar, him, I've got like a body uh, armor on as well. Oh, something. I didn't realize that. Okay, yeah. So th- that is the one saving grace, as these body shots just tend to move me across the ring rather than um, break my ribs.
1: Tell me though, what's it like having someone? So you know, you've done training, and when you're in the ring, you felt quite safe because you know Derek. Like Derek's not a, a harmful guy when he's training you he's just asking you to punch pads no you sm- smash my uh, face him yeah, right. remember that but what's <laughs> but, but, but the point is when you've then got Vidal in there who's not training you yeah. he's actually out with intent no it's what the, does that feel like
0: like what, what do you remember what you felt like the first time when Derek went hopping within Vidal uh, I, I sort of wasn't um, I think I think we we've talked about this a little bit on a clip before but um, I only sort of I, I trust these guys so much that I only sort of really realised what the fuck was going on about a minute in when right. I was like, oh, shit, this is getting harder.
1: Does your stomach react? What, what's your, like, uh, physical reaction to anything?
0: Uh, I, it's just survival mode, really. Really? It's like, the last time I sparred him, I just remember thinking, I want to quit, I want to quit. He's going to drop me. Yeah, he's going to really fucking drop me because he was just targeting me. Like, and, and when I spot other people, like, yeah, I get roughed up. Yeah. But when I, when I spar Vidal, my jaw hurts afterwards because he's so accurate. Mm-hmm. So like, he doesn't just punch you. He punches you in the perfect spot with the perfect technique. Everything's so perfect that mm-hmm. afterwards, I remember having a burger afterwards and like my jaw was actually sore. And like, I was like, Ugh, like really struggling. So you're finding out like little side effects that you never think well, about. It's just being in there with a pro, And and versus being in there with like the regular lads that we train with it's like uh, going from you know playing around with a fucking pussycat to a lion you know what I mean there's a huge it's a huge difference and it just gave me such an appreciation now for when I watch fighters who are getting the fuck beaten out of them Mm -hmm. like in the ring of like you know, sometimes in the past I might have said certain things and not really respected what the loser was going through. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's, not,
1: it's fair to say that you had actually been in real-life fights before. Yeah,
0: but, though, but, so. but, but, but it's just the elite level that these guys spend right. the time in in the gym and all of that. So it, may, it made me regret some of the things I've said in the past about... When Do you some, to apologise to anyone now? Well, no, okay. I've, I've said second. it now. But, I, you know, I paid for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, reality check.
1: Do you get used to it after a while? Where you like you think you're on the way to a session you're just like yeah just completely normal I'm just gonna get in the ring with it or is it every time it's like I'm getting in the ring with someone today. No there's
0: there's an element of nerves for me every time just even if I know I should be fine Mm -hmm. I just think serious shit you know what I mean like but I'm getting better with it I'm getting more confident. How do you feel about your body now? Uh, Better. Yeah? Yeah, much better. Like the whole thing? I mean, there's still plenty of areas. I'm thinking that could be a bit fucking... Longer? No? (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, thicker. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's like, it ain't going to happen overnight. It's more just me feeling fitter that I'm happy with. Right. It's the performance side of it that I'm preferring. That comes with a confidence as well, doesn't it? That gives you confidence. Well, yeah, because in the rebuild, uh, you know, people who watch the rebuild, you know, every time I got in the ring, I was constantly under the uh, awareness of... I'm going to get tired before directors, does. Mm-hmm. And that is a terrifying thing because you know the minute you get tired, it doesn't matter how hard I can hit, he can then pour on the, 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 the pressure and I'm, right. I'm fucked then. So now I'm getting in the ring with people and I'm able to put them under pressure and I'm strong, then it's a different, completely different feeling now. And, and I'm getting better at boxing. I think people are going to see some, when we finally do rebuild 3, I think people are going to be like, oh, right, he's actually good. How do you um, control your self-confidence
1: now? Because it, it, it's fair to say, if you're getting all this praise and you're thinking you're really good at boxing, yeah, it could skyrocket. In what way? Well, like, you know, when you first started boxing, you, you were quite confident, but Derek definitely brought <laughs> you back down to earth Literally. at one point. You're now building it back up. Mm. But there's sort of like, there's a plateau that you're going to reach at some point and... I don't know, I'm just interested to see what the next level is Like how, hard, how far you can actually take this yeah, how me far too. your level and your ability can be but
0: my, my self-confidence will never get out of control because when you've got people like Derek and Vidal around you right. that's why Vidal's so chill mm-hmm. because his, his dad will like literally doesn't matter if he's world champion his dad will still talk to him like you're still it out to me right you know what I mean so and like at the minute I get in there with either of those two it's a different fucking world altogether so you know I can beat up anyone it doesn't really matter because I know that there's someone harder so it doesn't it's not like I'm going to start thinking I'm fucking heavyweight champ of the world all of a sudden can feel that way can't it well yeah in, in that little moment where you have your win or whatever or you beat someone up or you do better it's, it feels great but I'm never like I never walk out of there and be like yeah
1: I'm the fucking
0: man I never do that I just wouldn't, though. Do you know what I mean? No,
1: I get it. It's smart. It's good to see the physical confidence and difference in you, though. Mentally, do you feel different? I feel lighter. Right. Like, actually, (laughs) as in you feel the lightness in your
0: body. I literally feel like there's a spring in my step because I'm not carrying around all the weight. Like, from when we started the rebuild, I was obviously 23 stone. I'm now, like, 20 and a half. Which is mad. Like, three stone weight loss in almost for anyone is an insane amount
1: of weight. Mm. That's like 20. That was... Yeah, 20% of your body weight. Mm, I don't know why it is, about 40 pounds or something. Yeah, quite a lot. For some people, they weigh that. Yeah, mental, is it? Like you were walking around. You know, if I hugged me uh-huh. and then jogged, that's what it would have been like for me. <laughs> I know that you know, over time, like, you know, you build up tendons and muscles and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's naturally you're going to be built different. But it's mad to me that if I'd have jumped on my own back and then gone, time to box, that would have been the weight that you boxed at when you first started. Yeah, what
0: started. were you? 11 and a half. Right, yeah. So I was literally, tw- yeah, two of that. Yeah, Right. Like, I don't, th-
1: and that's what I don't think a lot of people realize or think about is like when,
0: when they say I'm unfit and all of that shit. Yeah, yeah.
1: or just when anyone says anything, like yeah. you know, to lose for me to lose a stone would look very different, and that's that, what you yeah, did. That, you that's what I'm realizing
0: that. is for a big lad, I am really fit. Now. Yeah, like I know, I know the the pace I can put on people. Now I, I'm like okay. Like when I'm sparring really fit lads, I'm like you're you're struggling as well here. Mm-hmm. I'm really, you know, this ain't about power. Like if I wanted to put real hard punches together, I could, but it's about like I'm trying to get fit. I'm trying to get faster. Trying to become better at the boxing side of things.
1: Does it impact your daily life any different? Like, are you um, are you, is your decision making quicker, or like, are you, you know, are you can you
0: now turn and get a train quicker? I fucking want to sleep more. That's for sure. Do you sleep a lot? I'm I'm just wrecked. Like the the like on a on a workout now because I'm sweating so much and I'm really exhausting myself. Like my normal workouts used to be weight lift, weight lift, weight lift. Right, going home. Yeah. Like now I am dripping with sweat when I leave a gym and I'm putting and I'm doing cardio every single time do you do
1: anything to recover are uh,
0: you, no yeah. I've, I've heard ice baths are good but I haven't done it yet cold showers are good as well have you yeah. ever done a cold shower my coughs and shit are like really tight That's the
1: fucking question have you ever done a cold shower yeah
0: bro? but not by choice just because these constant fucking sort the fucking water out you should
1: do a cold shower every time you've done a session really yeah because genuinely it ch- changes the healing like I, I cold shower after every like exercise mm. I do it che- like you don't feel it the next day or relatively less mm. I can't recommend cold showers enough I want to live in a country where I can comfy, do though, hot they? cold hot cold like I'd love to go and live in Sweden for a little while and like do those ice plunge things uh-huh. that I think we should go to Sweden I mean <laughs> I know why you want to go to Sweden <laughs> but I think we should go to Sweden do you know what I mean oh, I think we should go to Sweden do a sauna and then jump in the snow together I'd love to do that With do thong- not- wearing thongs no no wearing nothing no, I want,
0: I want to see it all. <laughs> There'll be not much to see, bro. Well, no, but that's the problem. I remember when, when I, you know when going back to the diving uh, days. Yeah. I remember once my uh, suit flooded. You told me. That, this is uh, a story you actually told, but we cut it out in the end. Yeah, and I remember getting out and I, I just remember looking at my dick afterwards being like, Jesus Christ, what's going on here? Wow. Where is it? Yeah. <laughs> it was so freezing for that long length of time. But genuinely, think uh, like, think about how far
1: you've come. Like, there's a... What I had to watch was also a lot of you talking about your own self-journey. And one thing you did say about diving is you never felt like you had a creative outlet while you were diving. No. But the funny thing was, even though you were diving, you were always making videos. So you mm. were still videoing and probably pissing off about 50% of the people in the... So weird, had not it?
0: Looking, looking back at it, all that little footage I was taking the whole yeah. time. And like, you've seen the little videos I made. Yeah. My edit. I mean, one day we should probably post them. Just I think crap. you should just publish them. Fuck it, who yeah. cares? Yeah. Do
1: like a True Geordie Archive channel?
0: Yeah, it, it was... Uh, I think it's hilarious, there if was, I'm honest. There, sometimes you can only connect the dots backwards in life. And mm-hmm. I think there's probably a lot of people... I was thinking about this the other day because we get messages of you know, younger people all the time saying, you know, how do, what should I do in life? And it was like, you know, my passion was staring us right in the face the whole time. Yeah. And I just did not realise that that could even be a career of any sort. You know what I mean? And YouTube was around then. I just was like oblivious really. I was like, eh.
1: Did it also not seem available because no one on the platform looked like you?
0: Yeah, but also I had no idea that there was money in this or anything like that And even when I eventually did start, I didn't know there was money in it until like a year down the road Or as much money as diving or as much money as you could have made somewhere else No, no clue mate, no clue I literally thought if I make minimum wage doing YouTube, I'd rather do that than be rich doing diving So I'll do that and be happy
1: Has anyone from the diving world seen any of your videos and sort of been in contact? Or just anyone from like
0: your previous life? yeah my diving instructor the guy who coached us on the the first um the whole first few months Steve, um, i don't know what his name is um Steve. was it no I, I um. um but anyway uh he he sent an email in and i knew it was him and i was like wow and he was like well done you're an inspiration and all of that and wow. i thought you were a cunt to us. Really? <laughs> no, nah, but like you know, that, that's what they are like in it. Military isn't it. It's yeah. like everyone just gets beasted when you're a young little fucking rat. Did you enjoy that to some extent? Like, did you enjoy the the test? I. I there was moments where I did. Yeah. There were uh, looking back at the diving. The, my happiest memories were like. I remember there was this thing where we do the deepest air dives possible down to like fifty meters. And sorry, when you say air dives, what does that mean? Sorry, we're breathing air. Um, in order to go deeper, you have to breathe a different um yeah like mic- a compressed yeah, yeah a mix of uh, oxygen and helium. So that and then you end up having to stay down for a lot longer and all of that. But for anyone out there, we took about fifteen
1: minutes to get to this uh, diving thing. But go for it; it is interesting. But I just, it just comes on every podcast, doesn't it?
0: Sorry, so. um, and I remember. They basically say like you have to go right down to the bottom and do like surveys or whatever. But right. it was it was the moment where I would go head first, mm-hmm. and I, there'd be a rope going right down the bottom, but like I would literally fly down, and mm-hmm. it was almost like skydiving. You know what I mean? Like right. if you imagine, but I'm underwater, just like. But I but I was a like ra- that scene in GTA. I, I was a rapid swimmer, so when the, me and this whoever I was with, I'd fucking raced down mm-hmm. me, and just that feeling of utter fearlessness is like I'm flying towards the seabed underwater, and I just remember thinking like, this is cool as fuck this did thing. you enjoy it like you no, know that, that was one of the moments i did right there were there were some moments you know, but but, like, long-term, the more I did it, the more I realised, this same for me, like, you know, these aren't my kind of boys and that lad. Really? What what kind of boys? No, there were some lads I absolutely loved, but, like, generally speaking, I don't know, there was a lot of unhappy people there, do you know what I mean? Like And, and, and I don't mean that in a, like, you know, like... Diving a judgmental the, way. No, right? like, hard-grafting men who are, like a lot of the time doing it to support a family at home and often haven't seen the family in months on end and I I fucking respected them but that changes a man doesn't it well yeah yeah yeah, there was like I just remember this one guy who like he was putting his daughter through uni and my nickname for him was the Godfather and he was like this hard-nosed Scottish guy proper diamond of a bloke but like he was like yeah I ain't been home for however many months but I just don't want her to have any debt from university and that and I was just like and the guy was just working and working and wow. working. like just like strike while the iron's hot and like I appreciated that and as a young lad like I was earning uh I think on one of the, that job I was earning about nine thousand pounds a month
1: wow that's good uh
0: and you know it was 12 hour days every fucking day if not more and I really... I felt like a part of the the team. And the thing I was always really good at was, like, ingratiating myself with the boys and making everyone laugh. And, like, I was the life and soul of the party sort of thing. And I was a bang average diver, but, like, I I would always get jobs because I was, like, just a laugh. And when you're stuck on a boat with lads for 12 hours every day, if you make people laugh and you keep everyone's spirits up, they're going to get you jobs. They're going to get him on, his sound. Like, so... I got my jobs based on that. And ironically, like the YouTuber in me probably helped, that helped Mm -hmm. really. Because aside from being big and strong, you know, I was still new to diving a lot, like early on. Um, Those people aren't very visible in the world, though, are they? Like, I don't find that those people are like
1: portrayed in the mainstream quite a lot. And I do feel like those kind of people get a bit forgotten because they are quite important components of society. You need tough people. And you kind of bought that a bit with you, I think, when you first started YouTube, and even when you first started the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like your approach was just different to to anyone else's to, to life in terms of you were coming into a bit of a media space where it's quite, you know, hey, airy fairy, uh, not, and I don't mean that in a camp way, but
0: I mean like, hey, how you doing? Oh, kiss, kiss, like, airy fairy, yeah, and that was quite alien to you. I fucking hated it. Like, I was like, I want to like, a, creative people are usually lazy, in my opinion. Like, right. so. I wanted to bring the working class practical approach to this and and smash them together. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, you know, when you look at successful people in any creative industry, it's because they've got the drive and of course. that. And um, yeah, like it, in terms of those people, the one the one place I've seen them pretty well represented is a documentary called Last Breath on Netflix, uh, where deep sea divers. You know, one of them. There's a major accident, basically. If you haven't seen it, I I highly recommend it because it gives a good idea of just what stone-faced kind of guys they are. And, you know, um, yeah, there's a moment in the documentary where one of them has to save the other one's life. And just by how matter-of-fact he is, Mm -hmm. like, I think that'll blow people away a little bit of, like, he's like, I just got to move this thing from here to here. Like, and the guy's, like, lifeless body is what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. But, like, you have to condense everything down to like A, B, and C. Yeah. And just simplify and just be really practical like and I I did admire the attitude of the lads and stuff. It's just it ain't who I wanted to be forever. Do you know what I mean?
1: Well you what you do for your life shapes you, doesn't it?
0: Like and and I think
1: if you day in, day out are doing a job where A you could die at any point and B. You, it is about doing A, B, C, and you will achieve A, B, C, yeah. and therefore this money goes into your account. It's a little bit different to the job that we do, which is a bit like, if you cover
0: A, Z, and T, then maybe we'll give you P, so this, and you're like... This is why I think I've massively overreacted several, several times right. in our working life off, ca- off camera. Like, sure. I'm known for having a bit of a short fuse, because everything, like, before I would go in the water, it would just be like, check, 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 right. check, 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 check. You got good, good. Like everything was just done. No, no one could afford to slack in any way, shape or form. Because you Because die. it was life and death. So I have been, you know, I was such a young lad. It, it did shape who I was. So I came in to this industry with that frame of mind of like, well, why, why not? Mm-hmm. Why is this not like this? What? Why not? Like... The, the idea that there's money on the line and that things just don't happen, it, it blew me away, do you know what I mean? And I think I still struggle with it sometimes because it wasn't even just the diving before that, you know, working as an apprentice engineer and stuff like that, being around those kind of men where things just happen and you don't have to ask twice and it just, you know. Done. I, and then, so when I come into this industry and like there's little tiny mistakes, I was just like fucking you remember a uh, flying off the fucking handle mm-hmm. and you know, fuck me.
1: But that was, I think like, um, some people can put up with it and some people can't like some people would just go, fuck this. I can't take this amount of stress yeah. and not do diving anymore or not do that because I imagine that weighs on you quite a bit, which is why they are those kind of characters. Cause you kind of have to dial certain things down and dial other things.
0: Ah. Yeah, I I didn't. I think it definitely brought out the most masculine side of me. That's probably why when we first started the podcast, I was such, like, I was so like
1: that. You you were very matter-of-fact about everything you said. And when you say masculine, you mean, like, sort of doing
0: and, you know... uh, 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 No, I just mean, like...
1: Traditionally masculine. No, I was, like,
0: military-type lad, you know Mm. what I mean? I was uh, proper... That's just, you know, because my feminine side had been so... You know, suppressed? yeah, very much so. So, when I was around a guy like you who was just chill, all of a sudden it was like, Oh, yeah, I forgot about this side of me. Strange though, because it, it, you know, when you say you forgot about it,
1: I definitely still like saw that in, like, it was still in there, still in your eyes the whole time. Like, you never, your eyes haven't changed, is what I would say. And I, I don't mean that. I mean, like, your eyes are still the same eyes. And we would, Rovan and I were talking about this when we were editing, how you watch people over and over again, you get little idiosyncrasies. Mm. But your eyes haven't changed down all the years. And you've still got, like, quite honest, quite loving eyes. And you've always had those.
0: Yeah, I've got my mother's eyes. Yourself.
1: Yeah, and so no matter how much you were talking about shagging the birds
0: or, like, mm. going out for drinks and that, like, you still said it with a... a like a love in your eyes? Yeah, because I'm a loving person. I, yeah. And that's the thing I think people don't get about me is I genuinely, like, care about people even though I say things where it doesn't sound like it. Right. Like, it, it, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, a complex, fucked up person where on the one hand I've been raised by a very loving, caring woman who, you know, put so much into me in that regard. But then I've been shaped by a lot of different working class men who when I was away working offshore it was just like we'll graft we'll go out with we'll sink pints and we'll shag women and mm-hmm. that was what it was do you know what I mean so they sort of were my dads collectively many of them do you know what I mean mm-hmm. where they were giving me that advice and you know this is how you do this and I t- took little bits off lots of different father figures along the way um, it shapes your world,
1: though, doesn't it? Yeah. And it, shows, it makes you... Like, that's why maybe the media industry didn't even occur to you, because those men... And this isn't judgmental, I'm saying it. It doesn't even occur to them to film themselves doing
0: it, because that's just not... Well, Well, I mean, if you look in TV, YouTube, and all of that, like, I am an absolute fucking throwaway. Like, there right. is no one... Around who is like that Really Yeah like
1: They tend to be Sort of more outliers You're not the mainstream Is what you're saying Like these people Would be more The other way What I was interested about though Is uh, I think Digital has also changed that Because now uh, And let's face it Like a lot of stuff That you shoot on YouTube This isn't judgmental of YouTube But like a lot of stuff You shoot on YouTube If you don't get it right You can just go back To where You sit You do it Again Mm -hmm. You know when you first Started film If you didn't expose The film right or you overexposed it or underexposed it and you had a famous actor like you know back in the 50s if you didn't get it right you just fucked the film
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there were like whole interviews i've watched with dops recently directors photography where they go yeah so sometimes it was just a total risk and i was just really worried that the scene just hadn't come out and i completely fucked it But then they're like, but now we're digital and it's completely changed the approach because people can be a lot more, well, you know, we'll fix
0: it in post or whatever. And it has sort of, Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel as life and death. Do you know what I mean? I think that was one thing that benefited me starting YouTube is I used to, when I do like a little Newcastle video, Mm -hmm. I would always one take it. And if I made a mistake, I would just start again. Right. and As in from the very start. Yeah. So if I did a a good eight minutes, i just start again and wow. do the 10-minute. Okay. And I practised and practised and practised and practised and practised. And I never really told anyone about this. But then when it come to being, you know, doing the Wembley Cup or, you know, these little first little things that people seeing and that look back on the Dre video, I had practised so much that I was just able to do one take away, yeah. immediately. And, I, you know... It did I, make it a little tricky because
1: also you also weren't willing to do more than one take sometimes, which also could make it hard sometimes. And sometimes, I mean, even now, sometimes you turn to the cameraman Rovin and go, well, if you didn't get it, we've just not got it. (laughs) Which is just Uh, so funny. It's being difficult. (laughs) It's true though. Like Mm. uh, it does sharpen you in a way. And a lot of people message, especially during COVID, like, um, you know, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do this. How do I get numbers? And I was like, don't ask us.
0: First of all, (laughs) don't ask us because we'd have a fucking clue. When when people ask me advice on how to start a podcast, I'm always like, fuck me like get a microphone yeah. and just start recording ah. it and put it
1: on something and that it's that simple mm. and don't think about what numbers you're getting for
0: it i know mm. it's very easy well look you know like to take for example uh the anthony podcast right right uh your mate you've done yeah, a podcast with them um loads of people we know have done podcasts jack may with him. rory like, or blue van he, he has he has some medical issues yeah okay doesn't matter He's got himself up there and he's done it and he's putting it out and he's just putting his views out and he that, that you know and he's getting an audience. Yeah. You know? And I look at him and I think, look, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Just yeah. do your fucking podcast, put it out, and hopefully people like it. He's you a doing I mean? man, isn't he? He's yeah. a man who does. Credit to him. Yeah, exactly. I think that is important. Shout out to him if he's watching. We love you, man. I mean he definitely is watching. Bless you know?
1: him. And that's the point is you've got to just be a
0: doer. And uh. sometimes in our industry you've got ditherers. Mate, do, 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 you know do you know what's funny? my granddad gave me two bits of advice when i was a young lad and i've 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 really hung on to them actually and, and i wouldn't say you know i'm not saying that, you know the brains of britain here but but it really stuck with us and it, it was bang on he said brian there are two kinds of people in this world there are beers and doers don't be a beer mm. be someone who does you know what i mean right. and, and and i know it sounds basic but the more i grew up the more people i met who were like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do the other and never amounted to shit you know what i mean because they actually didn't put the graft in and the second thing he said to me was if you're ever a manager of a company employ people who are self-motivated because you don't want to have to fucking motivate anyone you want people who get up do it themselves and don't need fucking asswipe and all of that shit. Yeah. Uh, because he was a manager of a company actually. What company did he? Manage? Uh my, ironically he was a manager of a cigarette company. Really? Yeah, because, what, like they made cigarettes. Yeah, like back in the day there was a huge cigarette factory up north wow, and he was one of cool. the top guys there. He didn't even smoke ironically. That's hilarious. Yeah. But that I you don't even think of that now. No, it's mad, isn't it? You
1: don't even think first of all you don't even really think of people making yeah. cigarettes like that. Uh-huh. But secondly, like the fact that he was the manager of a cigarette factory, mm. I can instantly get this image in your mind of him. That's really cool. My,
0: I was quite a lot like my um, He- Is I he look, a big guy or not? Uh, very broad. Looking back at it, you know, the, the, the hairy chest and the, the thick legs and stuff and the big back. My Magranda never lifted weights, but he always, he just had this like bare look to him. You know what I mean? Do
1: you see what I'm saying though?
0: Like, I'm thinking a lot
1: about what you leave behind Mm. and the thing you're talking to me about is what your granddad said to you Mm. not what you watched on tv last week which i know influences you in the short term but ultimately like what your granddad said to you when you look at a photo of him that's like a legacy do you know what i mean and i think we underestimate that and i I watched the prince philip uh prince philip's passed away sorry for spoilers i watched the prince (laughs) philip um how will it end Stuff, yeah, the crown is ruined for everyone mm. I watched the Prince Philip stuff And the amount of time they were talking about his legacy And how much he left <laughs> behind and all this stuff And Why did you watch it? Uh, I was morbidly c- curious about wh- who he was And I thought, uh, to be to be fair, this is a historic event That someone who will go down in history is dying so. I, I
0: literally could give two shits about him Right, yeah, but uh, I'm not saying that to try and be anti-royal or cruel. No, I get it. It's just genuinely like I can't believe that I live in a country where some of my money every month gets taken Goes and gets them. given to those fucking right. cockroaches. Right. I can't fucking Cockroach. believe it. I can't fucking believe it, mate. Having
1: said that, the point that I was making is definitely atheist of royalty. Uh what I mean is he he's he's an older guy who's got a legacy to his own family and it really I'm, I'm just thinking a lot about that at the moment and part of me wonders whether taking down the Royals would be my greatest legacy I mean, I'm done if I if could you're... leave that behind if we could leave that behind not in like a Guy Fawkes sort of way Yeah, but I mean in like a you know
0: Rovan could be our infiltrator
1: or no Rovan's gonna film the whole thing. Yeah, yeah uh, But what I'm saying is like legacy wise you're talking about what your granddad said And I imagine there are a lot of people and what, I'm, what I thought when I looked at the Philip stuff with why are we heroing this guy? I had a granddad who was also interested in science. He just didn't have a, you know, Ronald McKenna Award. He just had, he, you know, I mean, the, the, Prince Philip has got the Duke of Edinburgh Award. And I'm like,
0: so? What did like, you do to get an the, award? The royal family are bollocks, mate. And do you know? Do you know what? Do you Dude. know what? Do you know what fascinates me? He did about look like that, a though? bollock in a way, didn't he? What fascinates me about it is in social media, you will often see things deliberately promoted on your timeline to make it look like genuinely this is actually trending and everyone Huge. cares about it. I'll give you an example: mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah. Right? No one really gives a fuck about the wrestling, right? But for some reason, it trends all, all the time. time. How do you think yeah. that happens? Because paying twitter to make sure it fucking trends the fact that the royal family or whoever works with the royal family clearly paid to promote the death of an old man to make sure that it appears like everyone still gives a shit, Brilliant. so that we will all end up talking about it as we are right now and mm-hmm. going, did you have a, Did you? No one cares. We, no one gives a fuck, right? Yeah. Very few people give a shit about this old man. He was insignificant most of his life. Yeah. Like even to her, he was a bystander to the main event, which was her. And even she did jack shit. Sure. Let's be honest. She sat back, well, took the money, while the prime ministers took the fall one by have one. Have you one. seen The Crown? I have actually.
1: Oh right, okay. What did you make of it?
0: Uh it was actually fairly entertaining. Right. But, like not, but not it didn't make you think, oh, the Queen's amazing. No, it's just sort of chewing gum for the brain. It was it was like, you know, basically, long story short, it uh he was a bastard to her when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and to a few other people she's, down the years if she's you know what I She was quite a cold, un uh, emotional woman. Really? Um her sister was a shagger and a drunk was that mayor? Um, uh, what was his sister called Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Charles is a complete letdown to them and a bit of a loser, and he doesn't man up the way uh, Philip wants him to. Right. They then put Diana in front of him, despite clearly he wants to shag Camilla. Diana is then struggling. So yad, he made poor life decisions, yadda sort yadda of thing. Yadda 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 yadda. Right, okay.
1: They take all the money. And ultimately, what I find weird about it is because they have all the money, <sighs> we think their stories are any different to ours, but actually, if if you'd have put the, that same story in a councilor state, people would have judged it differently. <laughs>
0: it's well, true though, isn't it? I mean, it? They, they're literally on the biggest councilor state in the world because yes. it is council funded. Genuinely. Yeah. Like but that's my point is if
1: you took that story and you and you put it on like what poor people mm. are, people would be so judgmental of that, but because it's the queen and because it's the royal family, yeah. they go, "What she's been through." Good God. I, literally. What a life. It
0: makes me fucking sick, mate. Honestly. Does it really? Like, does it I, you angry? No, mass psychology pisses me off. If there's one thing I've learned in the last two years, is just the way, like, groupthink is, it, it does my head in. Right. People are so easily just, like... Try, like, we're giving money every month to a family because they're, quote-unquote, royalty. This is... This is mental. Like, so I don't. I've gotten to a stage now where I don't engage in that. I don't read it. I don't look at it. I, it same with COVID. Like, I'm completely powerless. I don't talk about it anymore. Sure. Like, Do you give up in a way. No, I've, I've given up because mm-hmm. the, the one thing I, I completely believe is like, you just got to look after your own and, and, and you, mm-hmm. and hope that the rest of the world don't fuck you over in the process. Okay, I kind of get that. Like, yeah, like yeah, honestly, yeah. like yeah. there ain't no. Oh, we're all in this together. Bald, bald, bla bla. Boulder dash. bullshit.
1: Right, bullshit. Boulder dash would have been a great word to use. That,
0: <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Having said that,
1: how can I put it? Like, do you think the holistic side of you is also growing as well? Do you think that, like, you know, while you're doing the boxing and everything else, uh, do you think your emotional intelligence is uh, thriving in the same way as you wanted it to? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Really?
0: What do you think it is thriving? I just think I'm becoming more aware of other people's feelings as I get older. Well, that's definitely true. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think you are more aware of everyone else around you now. Sometimes that can be quite a painful thing, you Mm -hmm. know, when you realise you've hurt someone's feelings or when you realise the situation isn't what you thought it was or whatever. It can be difficult. Um, Do you think you're better at dealing with that as well now, though? I think the older you get, the more you take stuff to heart, actually. I think when you're younger you can brush stuff off okay. and be a bit more like yeah whatever next one life off. will change yeah or, sure oh yeah moving on who cares or, you know whereas the when you get a bit older I think you feel situations more mm-hmm. and maybe it's because when you're younger you've just got so much strength partially because of naivety but partially because the time is on your side and every decision you make can be undone or redone or uh whereas at least it feels that way yeah now i'm getting a bit older i'm like okay um you know if i hurt someone's feelings or, or something like that Uh, it means more to me and I think being a better person means more to me than what it used to in every way actually right so I'm really like focused on self-development and stuff like that and I think I've always been someone who wanted to be better year on year and I think unfortunately some of that is very much a struggle like as in like if you're constantly trying to improve everything about you it will be difficult so like like i said in that rebuild last episode i was like i think i've just got to sort of try and take things one one challenge at a time or at least not spin the plates quite as fast as what i had been trying to because clearly that wasn't working for us Mm -hmm. and now i think i'm just cutting myself a bit more slack but also just being more aware
1: yeah i I think that's quite an accurate description of probably what you're going through right now Yeah,
0: yeah yeah i had a bit of a moment um which you know you know about uh, a few months ago where i just sort of had a bit of a meltdown and um i was just shouting a lot i was unhappy i was like upset uh frustrated and yeah it was just a, it was just a, a, a awakening of like this can't continue this like I, i'm not i'm not good yeah i'm not good me depression had just gotten right a right hold of us and um yeah it was it was bad do you know what i mean so i think think it was
1: quite isolating for you as well wasn't it because it's very difficult um i think is it like probably geo and i were probably the people who were closest to you or like worked with you most in that time Mm. and it was quite it's quite strange because i guess the advice very often like you say when if depression takes hold or whatever you want to say is reach out to someone but that is actually part of i think what your problem was was it depression can make it very difficult also to reach out to people and it can be extremely isolating and it can make the people around you feel isolated
0: so you don't really know what to do this is the thing where it's hard because yes talk to someone is good advice but the problem is is you know often it is good people Mm -hmm. who have depression partly because of that goodness like you know they they're beating themselves up because they are, and the last thing they want to do is tell their friend, hey, mate, all right? Yeah, I think about killing myself every day. Right. You know, that ain't what you want to put onto your friend and worry yeah. your friend, and then and then create this whole big situation. So you just shoulder it. And, you
1: internalize it. Yeah. And, and keep it to yourself. And,
0: right? and, and you start losing the will to carry on. So when little things go wrong, as they naturally do in life, there was overreactions from me, there was anger, mm-hmm. there was and then when other people so you're an understanding person, but if someone else isn't understanding and then they don't realise what I'm going through, they then can't tailor their behaviour a bit to take the edge off mm-hmm. when they don't know I'm I'm ready to fucking snap. You know what I mean? So it, it was just difficult. Life was really hard. And when you it, say "snap," you sort of mean like just spiral, rather than you yeah. Know, but take everything life I, I think s- "snap" sounds like I'm going to turn up with a shotgun. Yeah. Snap. Snap for me was more like, you know, not wanting to live. Yeah. Negative, like down, miserable, sadness. You know what I mean? And uh, and yeah, it's just it's been a, a, a weird time, really. But um, you how know, how did you like? every uh, I'd say you know it got to a point where every single day I was having suicidal thoughts and like it was sometimes multiple times a day and it would just be like when things were getting too much it was like and I, this, this might sound fucking mad right but I'm, I'm gonna say it anyway it's okay because if it gets too much you can just end your life right and that was almost like a comforting thing that I would tell myself like it's alright if this gets too much you can just end it. It's, it, it it almost became like a light at the end of the tunnel like like a reverse nihilism, yeah, sort of thing. yeah. So rather than fearing death, I was actually looking at it like, oh, thank fuck, I've got that there. If anything, like you know, yeah. I- if I need it, you which, know, which I- in, in realistic
1: terms is really like
0: that's quite um. It's not a sad place. It's quite a dark, twisted place yeah, to be. Yeah, that, that shows the how, how bad it was. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That, that was an anticipation, not a fear. Right. And, um, and it was just constant. And the more things got difficult, the more things I felt weren't how I wanted them to be in my life. And the, the worse I felt, the more that got more and more and more appealing and, and darker and darker and darker. And I remember... Um, you know, obviously things happen and sometimes you're having a bad run or whatever in life. And then one day I remember waking up and I just had like a whole night of nightmares and I was like, wow, like what the fuck? Mm. Like, I just can't do this anymore. Like, I can't, like, if I don't do something now, I'm definitely not going to see, like, I'm not going to carry on. You know what I mean? There will, What all, all I was waiting for was... um the, the moment for everything to align For me to have a bad enough day To just say fuck it You know what I mean right. So You know I, I rang the doctors up And uh, I basically told them everything And I, I got an understanding really That you know uh, There's depression that's like Circumstantial depression Where It may be triggered by something But once that thing sort of goes away or clears up or feels better over time your depression also goes away with that and you go back to being the sort of person you were before that that event took place but then there's uh, clinical depression and I think you know clinical depression is a chemical thing it's something that you, your brain is not you know chemically balanced the way it needs to be so therefore you're always going to be depressed no matter what happens throughout your day and obviously for the longest time i was putting it down to this i was putting it down to that you know and obviously i'd had a, a hard few years so i was like okay it'll get better it'll get better it'll get better and it just was getting worse and worse and worse and the doctor prescribed us some antidepressants so i was like Fuck me At this point I'll fucking try anything Like any I'll try anything Yeah I'm so fucking sick of this So I took them First week Was weird Because they
1: started off On a lower dose uh, Of antidepressants To sort of Almost like ease you I know it sounds strange But let's just ease you Into these antidepressants I, I
0: see why So what was the... I felt dizzy as fuck for the first week. I remember
1: you saying that every time you get up, even like, I think, I'm I'm not being mean when I say this, but you weren't always 100% sort of present in that first week, if that makes sense. Mm. You were still talking, but you weren't always... um, (sighs) There wasn't that quite same, like, drive that I guess I was used Bro, to, if that makes sense.
0: If 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 you feel dizzy as... F- like, do you know, you remember the fairground, the, the thing called the waltzer? Yeah. And they'd spin you really fast around yeah. on it. And then you'd get off and you'd be like, whoa. The whole week. That was what it was like a lot. Even
1: for- when you're trying to go to sleep and, like, you're... Yeah, this,
0: yeah. My, oh, so that was another thing. My sleeping pattern was completely fucking ruined. Mm-hmm. I'd got, like... I went from getting, like, a good... Six, seven, eight hours to four max, right? And then I'd be awake. Is that four? Like you, and then you wake up and yeah. just be awake from three a.m. Yeah. and then you just can't get back to sleep. Yeah, um, not the only problem either.
1: Right, <laughs> as in you couldn't even get yourself off to sleep.
0: Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah there there was. The le- let's just leave it at that. A it, lethargy of sorts. Yeah, the the, the cock wasn't great. The, the... But does it also
1: does that stop your mental need for that as well, or did you still have the mental need?
0: I, I think yeah You still get Yeah it was just You still look at things And go that's alright But like physically It was just Hard to achieve I don't know how to put it Long, long story short Is you, yeah you can get an erection But it may not be like The same Or If you try and do anything with it You may You know You're just right. waste, wasting your fucking time Sort of right, thing I So saying. it was just the whole, But that, that wasn't even like Like put it this way bro I enjoy sex Yeah It's a very big part of my life And it's important to everyone Yeah for me to just go, yeah, fuck it, I don't even care. That's how bad I felt mentally. That's one of your three pillars gone, like, isn't it? Genuinely, yeah. like as a man, when you can't even do that, and it's just like, nah, fuck it. I was like, if I don't do something about this, I am literally going to end up dead. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a shot, you know what I mean? And yeah, I, I wanted to wait before we spoke about this um, because I knew inevitably we'd share it because we do talk about mental health a lot. But I also wanted to know how how this was gonna go before i even mentioned i was on them mm-hmm. um and yeah that that the beginning was rough felt a bit hung over first couple of weeks yeah but the suicidal thoughts got better yeah but fairly quickly actually Fair, fairly within about two weeks i started noticing oh i'm i'm not I'm not thinking about it as much. And when
1: you're reflecting on them now, do you do you think you you're developing ways to kind of catch yourself if you do end up going down that route again, uh, or like you're more aware of it now?
0: I, no, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm still on the meds. They up they up the dosage after um, I think it was a month, and um, I've definitely felt. Look, life is life. You, ha- you have good days and bad days. That is not what this stops. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you're constantly happy uh, at all. If anything, you know, it, I just feel like it makes me a bit more like the way I used to be mm-hmm. before I had the depression. And it made me realize like all this time that I was thinking, oh, this made us down or this made us down. And maybe that played a part because obviously post-traumatic stress disorder, which I've had, multiple times is a factor in, in sort of permanently changing your brain. Um, but this definitely seemed to cushion those bad days Mm. and, uh, and just make me feel less like I'd wake up in the morning feeling like I wanted to die. And now I don't, you know what I mean? I'm I'm not saying I'm great, but it's not as bad for sure. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I'm very grateful to have the tablets. Like, and and it, it, you know, it's just been such a weird experience for me to finally go and take them because, obviously, for a long time I was like, uh, you know, I'm a man. At the end of the day, my legs got to be falling off before I, I, I ring a doctor. And there is that white, like, weird mixture of kind of, yeah,
1: the. The more masculine side of you Not wanting to go down that route
0: Well anymore. you know because I'm attached to my mind and, 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 and as a creator especially Like you feel like everything you are Is your brain ultimately like sure. You know anyone does And you know When you need tablets to feel alright There's a certain um, stigma that comes with that Which is exactly why I'm talking about it right now Because when I told certain friends of mine That I was on them like a lot of people like all oh, right yeah yeah cool great like, good, good job but, yeah. but there was a couple of mates who were just like what like as if I was like I'd had a lobotomy right you know like as if my half of my brain had been operated on or whatever like I was like no no it's all right like they're actually helping us a bit yeah but they were like are you sure right and then still it was like I don't agree with that like it's just you know and I was like <laughs> like I'm I'm all right it's still me you know I, but that's kind I of haven't I, it's also you I, haven't lost me But that's what
1: I guess Some people do Uh, Some people don't react very well To change in other people's lives So even Like What's strange about it is If you are depressed And then you tell someone You're about to change That can change the parameters In their world If that makes sense Well
0: Also I think You know Some people who Are scared to try them themselves And maybe need them themselves Are possibly You know A bit wary of it And it frightens them A little bit maybe But you know, it, it, look, it was a difficult first month, and uh, and since then, look, it ain't been rosy, and it ain't it doesn't just turn everything great. But I just think it, it's the dramatic of, of how low it got for me right. it, it has it's taken the edge off in that regard. And uh, you know, now when I feel down, I'm, look, I might still have the odd thought like that, but but the frequency, and you know, I can say this now because I feel like and better not not great but better it was unbelievable how often and how bad the anxiety was and how bad the low moods were mm-hmm. and like I wouldn't wish that on anyone do you no. know what I mean because like I, I get for like other people watching it's like well you know you're doing well you got this on the other going but it's like none of it mattered it, I couldn't shake it like it was just like I do not want to be here
1: which also shows like how little, how much and how little those things mean around you like that, like
0: how it's actually just about,
1: there is a spiritual side that you need to sort of fulfill. There is like a personal side that you need to, fulfill. no matter how many YouTube videos you can put out, no matter how many views you can get, all those things, it wasn't really about that element of it.
0: Yeah. Like I, I there was a chemical issue as far as I'm concerned, because now I'm just like the, the, how I was able to do what I was doing, not actually wanting to really live, <laughs> you know, was, it was quite something, to be fair to yeah. us. Um, and I think, you know, the lockdowns and stuff definitely didn't help either. Um, do you
1: think you, sometimes you are sort of like, where, where do you think that, um, like, uh, do you do you think you may have been predisposed to at some point reach this point in your life? And I don't mean like destined for it, but do you think there is like something in you that, you know, like mentally maybe you might be genetically more predisposed to be, depressed or any of these things because i i definitely think that s- some of this can run in a family and i don't know whether it's nature or nurture is the
0: only thing uh, i mean i think with everything it's a- probably a bit of both to be yeah. honest with you but i think um, i'm someone who considers a lot and thinks a lot and i live in my own head and i definitely talk to myself a lot and have like long form podcasts with it, my- yeah yeah with myself i'm that type of person so i think people who are deep thinkers they're the ones to watch out for you know, happy-go-lucky, take-it-easy kind of people, I feel like they're less likely to reflect as much. And it's, it's the people who look back a lot and the people who worry about the future a lot, they're the ones who are more likely to get depression. Right. People who live in the now, those fuckers, those lucky bastards, <laughs> they're the ones who I think are doing it right. But it's very, very difficult to do that when you do have regrets about the past or you do have heartache in your past and you are worried about fear, the future yeah, and, right. f- and fear of the future. And for some people, it just gets a hold of them a, a hell of a lot more. And Are you a bit more present now then? So you're more like living now. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm, I mean, you know, it ain't my nature. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know what we've always been like, even if we do a really good YouTube video, I'm a, I'm a bit like what you said earlier about like, you know and I'm sure a lot of people can relate if, if they're achieving something that they're really happy with it makes them feel on top of the world mm-hmm. so when a good YouTube video goes up it's a nice feeling but it's such a short lived one because I am such a like everyday kind of we need to do this 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 and this. How know? long
1: does that window last does do you even have a window of that anymore because I think there is a point where we've done I think we've probably done the rebuild too or something like that mm. and I don't even think your window of feeling good lasted more than 15 minutes after the upload maybe yeah. Maybe not even that. I actually think I remember at the time you saying to me, I don't even really feel that good about that.
0: Yeah, I think that was the height of my depression. Yeah. That was why, if I'm being completely honest, I talked about my mom in that video, was because I thought, if I kill myself, I want everyone to know what I thought about my mom. Right. It was like the lasting impression, because right now, with the way I'm feeling, I don't even give a fuck anymore. And that was something I'd held on to for a little while. Is that like a fear that you wouldn't have spoken about that like let that out yeah it was sort of like um yeah like it, it, i to you know without going too deep into it very much like she's my property she is mine forever mm-hmm. and i didn't want to give her over to the internet you know what i mean but that that was the point that i'd reached that was how low i'd gotten was it was like this I don't know how much longer I've got left here in my head. Like I was genuinely just solo, so lost, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to put it out there, so that if anything, if I do ever do anything, at least that's out, that's there." And people know about that. Well, absolutely. because when you talk about legacy, what I say in that video is, if you want to know who I really am, I'm just a kid who misses his mom. Right. And that in my head was what I wanted people to think of me as, and that for me was a little bit of like. At the time, like, a, a goodbye message of sorts. Like, I know that might sound mental because in the in the video I'm doing boxing and I seem motivated and all of that, but, like, that was part of the reason I left it in. Do you know what I mean? Because I just thought, like, I don't know how what the fuck's going to happen here. Mm. Um, which, which is a...
1: It's a strange place. It's a very strange place to be in if you're kind of leaving very subtle legacy messages behind, isn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... it's you never know why someone 's doing what they 're doing, really, you know what I mean,
1: which is why it is very strange, isn't it? and especially when you think of where you where you put it and like
0: like how but that was just a freak thing that happened and it was caught on camera, mm. and that was a moment where I had to choose of like do I want to do this or not, and I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, and I remember there was just a day where it was like rock bottom, and that was when I was like yeah i 'm doing it because. I might not be able to do it in a year's time or whatever, so I'm doing it. And how do
1: you feel about it now?
0: Like, are you still glad that you did it? Yeah, yeah,
1: I am. I am. I I, think a lot of people since then have sort of uh, maybe realised more about why you are the way that you are since.
0: Yeah, and it was nice to sort of let that out. Right. You know what I mean? And really let out the most personal thing about me and I know a lot of people wouldn't be able to do that and 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 it's quite a powerful thing Like there's strength in vulnerability isn't there? So do, do you ever,
1: did you ever look back at the first podcasts that we, we did and sort of the difference in your demeanor then to and the stories Even that you tell your focus on sex in those podcasts just to be absolutely
0: clear, is unbelievable I know it's weird, isn't it? It's like I don't know if I like that person. Do you know what I mean? So I tend to avoid them. I know it, I, I, I had a very similar reaction when I
1: was watching yeah, all this. Back. I, I, I was do like, avoid. You're them. a dick. Yeah, Not some, you.
0: You know, there's some things I say, and I'm like, oh, you know, fuck sake. But right. you know, also like, I was just a young lad who, like I say, I was literally fresh off of a, a, an industry that is just like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so my whole my whole attitude was masculinity personified. Like so. Uh, It's funny. I I just wasn't ready to go. I wasn't mature. You know, there was a lot of shit that I had to get through and deal with. And, you know, this was a fun adventure and I didn't know how it was going to go. I think you savor it a bit more now, but in a different way. Like, if we were to
1: treat making videos as a steak now, you take the time to make decisions about the steak you want now. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think in the past... When you first came down to London You'd get off the train We'd meet Every week you'd insist on Shake Shack Like, religiously You'd insist that we went to the same place For the same preparation For the same way Maybe maybe I because,
0: I, Yeah, I'd totally forgotten about that Yeah, yeah you, and we
1: go to Shake Shack in Covent Garden mm. And we'd go through We'd line up We'd go and sit down We'd chat We'd talk about the podcast And then we'd get a, a, an Uber to the studio Which was in Camden at the time and then we'd do the podcast and then you'd go and stay in a hotel for the night and then the next day you'd shoot and then you'd just go home mm. and th- to think how much your life has changed since then
0: is mad you haven't had Shake Shack in years it's amazing what you can do when you're passionate about something though isn't it yeah and that's what this all was is like unlocking that and yeah. sort of like discovering that you could do that but that's why i managed to keep on going during depression is because i am passionate about this so it's like right. even when i don't like stuff that like i don't like living i can still do this you know what i mean mm-hmm. I've, I've been able to carry on doing the kickoff and and, and just for that moment be true geordie for that you know before going back to i think that became that for a little while became a bit of um A
1: ball and chain sort of scenario for you, though, where you were like carrying around being true Geordie for a little while. And I'm not sure if you're being honest whether you wanted to keep being where, whether you wanted to keep being true Geordie
0: or whether you were sort of, you felt that was still holding you back a little bit. I really don't want to talk like I'm third personing this, by the way. So I don't, I don't, but I get what you mean. You, yeah. It became,
1: I think for a little while, the image of you had beco- uh, that you saw and that you felt was not, uh, that people saw you had become like a, a weight rather than that character that had allowed you to be so different to me. Uh, i
0: I think I just hated myself.
1: Right. And you didn't quite know where the true Geordie element
0: ended and the. Belyan well, yeah, because you're evolving and, and this is what I'm into self-development. But part, mm-hmm. the, part of the problem is, is when you grow as a person and you look back at what you used to be, sometimes you hate it. And, and it's not that I'm, you know, a lot of people fell in love with that character and the person I was at the time and they're still happy memories there. And I made them laugh and for that I'm grateful, but there's just so many things I've re- I've regretted in that time and, Part of growing up and being a man is learning to live with those regrets. And sometimes that can be where I'm the type of person to punish myself internally and be like, you did this, you did that. You shouldn't have been like this. You shouldn't have been like that. Like, you know. How does that resolve? You know, when you
1: punish yourself, do you ever get anything out of that? Like, do you think that does allow you to move on?
0: There are lasting impacts, hence the depression, you know what I mean? Because the scars you, that are left. You, well, yeah, because if you keep telling yourself that you're a shit person over and over and over again, and that you are this and that you are that, eventually it just becomes your identity. And almost having people tell you you're great, it actually kind of weirdly makes it worse because it's like you go on camera, you be this person because in that moment I go, oh, welcome back to the kickoff or whatever. And we're having a laugh with the boys, and for that moment, and I am happy being with the boys. It ain't like I'm being fake because it's nice to be with the boys. But but once you go back back into normality, you know it's like when you read YouTube comments or whatever. You know sometimes you can read nice ones and be like, yeah, but I feel like this. But sometimes you can, if you're constantly depressed, and then you read bad comments, it's yeah. reinforcing it. So there was just a lot of a, a difficult situation to do because you know if. If you've got depression and you are in any job, it's difficult. But YouTube is a weird one because there's constant feedback. There's feedback from other people, there's feedback from the commenters, there's feedback from your friends, and then your own mental. And then your own. own am I am I living up to the standard? So it's a constant review system every single week. But you and, weren't happy with kick, the kickoff for quite
1: a while. I remember every, a lot of shows. You go, "It wasn't quite the show that I wanted to make," or you you, and then more recently you started to go I think that was the best show we've made in ages then
0: yeah yeah I, I guess the point I'm making is just uh, not specifically about the kickoff, but just no, but, but, battling yeah. depression while being in front of camera is, is a, a strange thing to go through mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because the whole point of depression is you don't really want to do anything the last thing you want to do is sit in front of a camera and be entertaining and, and it, it's been difficult to do that for as long as I have now. You know, I've probably been battling depression seriously for well over a, f- a few years, you know. So, you know, it got worse and worse and worse as it went into that. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Um, I'm feeling more motivated now on these tablets. And, you know, um, I don't feel like a different person. I don't feel like I've lost who I was. I still have my low days. I just feel like I've got a little bit more protection from my own negative thoughts Mm -hmm. because they're not as dominant or as overbearing. And my brain is able to, like one of the things that I used to enjoy most is if I had a drive and the sun was shining, you put the window down, put some nice music on, you know. Here's Here's the thing. I remember like a year ago or whatever, I did that in the summer. And I remember still feeling so shit about myself and even like a good tune where you're like, yeah, like it did nothing for us. It, it, I still felt like, I just put the window open. And I was just like, and, but this is such a, but I couldn't even enjoy a tiny little thing like that. I even that, I was like, I think cause it, it my, it my peak of being an arsehole I was driving around in a, a flashy car, listening to cool tunes, and you know, so, roof down and all of that shit. I really hated that person. So now, when I'd have the window down and the sunshine and the music on, it reminded me of that, it's and I and I hated that guy. So even when, and obviously that guy is me. I'm not sort of detaching from it. I'm just saying like, it it. I'd grown from where I was there. So I didn't want to remind myself of, like, oh, I didn't want to get carried away again or, or go back to those old bad habits, you know what I mean? So even those sort of things made me, like... Yeah. It's a bit like that Phoenix story where, like,
1: the Phoenix... Uh, everyone thinks of, like, the Phoenix rising from the flames as if the flames are a bad thing, but apparently the flames are a good thing because it's burning off all the stuff it doesn't need. And, like, mm. in many ways, you're, like, you're shedding yourself of... Im- Your self-image of being that guy in the car those
0: kind of things that you well, didn't really like I've done this many times throughout my life so yeah, that, clearly. that's the weird thing because like it's something I am prone to doing so like when I left high school I felt a certain way about that person in high school so I tried to reinvent myself in college as, 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 a, as a better version of myself and you know this is a new chance a new start yada 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 and you know, maybe the same in diving and maybe then after, after diving I try to reinvent myself and in YouTube I've now tried to be a different version of of, of that. And then we went to Twitch and then you thought well this is a fresh you know, start. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I look at everything like fresh start and that I don't take accountability for the past. What I'm saying is I'm very aware of what I used to right. be or who I have been and I think about it a lot and I try and be better and this is the most I've ever really tried to be a better person in my life and treat people better and I think since going on the tablets, that was another thing is like the week before I went on the tablets was like a real low point. Like I remember raising my voice a lot and now I think I'm much more in control of myself.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. 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 The the sad thing is, is in, in that time, my dad's also been going through a really bad time with his mental health. And literally just as I'd started on the tablets all oh, I mean a couple of weeks, um, just cutting to the chase uh my dad uh, attempted suicide and uh yeah it was just really strange to go through that like all at the same time like I, i'm feeling the way i'm feeling and then, especially when you're changing the way that you're feeling oh well i was trying to obviously it was still very early um i, I don't know uh really how detailed
1: you want to go but like kind of when that happened, like what?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to go too in depth for people because I know it can be quite triggering, but. But how did you um, feel being around that at that time? Yeah, well, okay, so basic details are I became aware through some text messages he sent us that, um, you know, w- what he was thinking about and what he was going to do. And luckily, I rang an ambulance immediately and the ambulance got to him. And took him in and they managed to look after him and save him basically and uh just strange i mean i've I've told people my dad about my dad's mental health problems in the past uh bipolar is what he suffers from and it is the worst kind of bipolar um but this isn't something that is my dad you know like he's you know, he's like Kanye, he's hyper, he's creative, he's up and down, up and down, but not like, not that down, you know, he's, he's if anything, he's been terrified of death mm. his whole life. He's the biggest self-preservationist you've ever met, you know, Um so for him, to just say, fuck it. It was like a real, wow, you know, what what the fuck's happened here then? Because it it ain't like him that, you know, and when it's your own dad, you know, saying, that's it, I've had enough, yeah it, it can blow you away you know what I mean it was just like fucking hell like I'm going through all this myself and then my dad's feeling like that and now you know and I'm having to constantly ring you know the ambulance and is he all right yada 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 um and basically like he'd hit rock bottom and I really knew that by the because he was just different to anything I'd ever heard before do you know what I mean it was like no one cares, there's just no point. I give up sort of thing. And obviously, like, you, you, you say everything you can, but like I know personally, there's nothing, there's almost, there's just no magic word. Do you know what I mean? And my dad was clearly like, he really needed proper help because I had a phone call with him the day after. And in the space of like 30 to 60 seconds, he'd go from crying like, awfully to laughing hysterically and it was just like the strangest conversation of me life like it Clearly he just gone. Do you know what I mean? Like With, uh, and, and we but you were having a conversation that way. Yeah I, I was on the phone for about half hour to an hour and just trying to talk him around and trying to help but it, he wasn't like himself at all like Bipolar is such a strange thing. And um, yeah, it, it it was just like, I can't explain it. Like it was just freaking me out, bro. Like I was like one minute he's crying saying there's no point, And then like h- half a minute later, I say, like, well, you know what I'm like, <laughs> like, and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, how do I deal with this? Like, what, do, what, what, you know... Also, what's the expectation of yeah, you to do with that? Yeah, I mean, right. you know, I'm a, I'm a man and, and and I like to think that in most situations I keep me cool, I know what to do, but this was just another level that anything I'd ever experienced before. And it went, by the way, that carried on the entire conversation, like Jekyll and Hyde, Jekyll and Hyde, flip-flop, flip-flop. Like, there's no point crying, crying, then laughing, laughing, then just back and forward. And it was just like, wow, like... You know, because my dad's been on medication for fucking 20 years or whatever it is. Like, So I'd not really seen it to that level before where like we have a serious problem, yeah. Mm. And it ain't just like he's feeling down. There's just a, like, this is just, yeah. You don't uh, really know what he's feeling at that point. You mean, you know there's a problem, but you don't really know what he's feeling I, because it's so... I've never talked to anyone who had lost their mind like that before. No. Where... You know I was like Peter Pan chasing after the shadow On the, on the wall like that Like where are you dad Like yeah. who the fuck am I talking to here Like, That actually
1: really feels very relevant Like yeah. I was
0: just I couldn't pin him down I couldn't keep him In one place at one time On a level playing field Like he was seesawing all over In this conversation And like we were able to talk But his emotions were just so erratic And then I was like You know I was trying to be like it's difficult because I'm his son but you know people who listened long enough know we've had a a relationship which was difficult obviously when I was younger I, I went a long time without seeing him but I'm still his son but like I'm also having to come at it as like the parent that, because and that
1: happens at everyone's at some point in everyone's life doesn't it but it's it, it's particularly it hard in this
0: it story. does it does but it, you know it was I was trying to sort of what have you done that for you stupid idiot like right. trying to be sort of calm yeah about a situation that isn't calm you know and trying to be like Oh am yeah, man dad yeah, I love you and you know and, and, and everyone and, you know and reminding them and stuff like that and But like, he was just so like, this is over. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like it was really hard to talk to him. And uh, yeah, the team were keeping an eye on him and um, there's a crisis team and they keep an eye on him and they're very aware of what's going on. And then they sort of start tweaking the medication and all that and that. But long story short, something else happened a few days later and I was just like, under the, I'm like, are you fucking? Do you know what you're doing here with him? Because he's a serious man, me dad. Like, you know, I was like, um, I'm going to keep it honest. I said he's fucking hurt people physically in his life, and mm. you know, you better know what you're handling here. And and I said, I ain't seen any improvement. He's getting worse, yeah. And um, and they were like, yeah, we're very aware of that. You know, we are paying attention. I was like, okay, because <sighs> you know. I don't know what the fucking best for him is. Like you know, I'm 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 relaying everything I can to them. They say, "Look, this is what he's like normally. This is what he's like now. What, what's up?" Then they they sectioned him a day later. Which what does
1: that involve?
0: They have to basically get a, uh, a signature off of you know doctor et cetera, and basically by law you're getting locked up in a mental hospital. And inside this mental hospital, you know. It it doesn't... It looks a lot like a prison, you know what I mean? In his room and stuff like that. There ain't... It's not like fucking... It's not sitting there with PlayStations and shit like Mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? It's pretty miserable. And, you know, if you are feeling down, it's probably not going to cheer you the fuck up, if I'm honest with you. Right. So, you know, whether or not that was the best thing to happen, it it, it made me feel like, look, these are the professionals. He's in the right hands. They're going to know what to do. Do you know what I mean? So it's been it's been really a challenging couple of uh couple of months um that's a lot to deal with as well especially when you're having a conversation with
1: someone like that because i can kind of uh you know you can hear in your voice but like you want to tell someone you love them on the phone and you want to have a normal conversation with them and you almost want to go like come on dad snap out of it sort of thing and you Mm -hmm. can't really do that but at the same time it's a bit of a minefield of a conversation because you don't know that what you might say could be a a triggering thing, or could be, you you know, you're being very careful with what you say to that person as well.
0: It's, it's very hard because I, not only that, like he is needing me to be there for him, and there's been many occasions where I've needed him to be there for me, and he hasn't been, mm. and it's been it hurt me, and he he knows, and look, but he knows you squared that away as best I can, you know. Um, It's difficult You know what I mean But I've been as good a son as I can be Considering what has gone on in the past And It it is hard Because I'm like I want to be there for you You know And there's certain things that I was saying To try and make him feel better But you know um, It's difficult You know because he's let me down sometimes in his life and he knows that and um, and now I'm sort of in this weird position where I've sort of got to be there for him and um, yeah it's it's hard it's, it's just hard like you know there's a there's a lot of things going on and um,
1: your relationship maybe wasn't quite in the place to deal with this as a thing
0: I do love him and he knows that and Um, he does seem to be getting better which is good finally Um, and you know he's had a few wobbles and um, some of the some of the phone conversations have been you know even a little bit funny at times you know you have to find the the, the, the humour in situations sometimes like you know there's someone dropping off his laundry in his room and I'm on the phone to him and I'm like are you alright dad and he's like yeah I'm totally chilled I'm absolutely fine and I'm like you know there's part of me that's like is he just saying this for me right and then and then he's like yeah i'm on the phone i'm on the phone and the porter or whatever leaves the room and he's like fucking stupid prick can they not say i'm on the fucking phone like <laughs> <laughs> <And> i'm like <laughs> and that's
1: the level personality that we're looking for, for but, you, to but be okay. you know
0: what it is right that's partly me you know like I, you know yeah i have i have a very bizarre you know cocktail of personalities that made me and that my mom was a very soft and gentle and kind person and my dad is wild and, and in many ways it's strange because
1: that soft and gentle person that your mom was is now helping you to deal with the man that your, ma- your
0: dad is <laughs> absolutely yeah and you know um, it, it, it is strange when someone has to the level that he has had uh, those mental health issues and you know, it can be difficult. And one thing you have to realise is sometimes when you've got someone in your family who's like that is there is no magic pill that will be given to them. They will not come out and just be normal. Like, he's always going to have certain things about him that are challenging for people around him because, you know, like I say, he's like Kanye. Like, he's just up and down and intense. And and, and he's, he, he finds it hard as well. You know, I'm trying to say it from his point of view is imagine, like you know, you're in, a, you're in a, a mental hospital, but let's be real, you've been locked up. Mm-hmm. And with everyone else who gets locked up, they get a release date. Now, that, you know, that might be 30 fucking years down no, the road. That, or yeah. But he's like, you get put in here and you don't know when the fuck you're getting out ever. Right. So you have nothing to aim for no, in that sense, th- yeah. right. And, and if you do the wrong thing to the nurses or the doctors, you know, you just fucked yourself mm-hmm. because they're less likely to trust you. And no one trusts the word you say. So, like, you're you're speaking, but really, everyone takes everything you say with a
1: pinch of salt. It's a catch twenty two in yeah. a way because if you're honest about how you're feeling and you feel you go, you know, I'm feeling depressed today, then they mm-hmm. go depressed. Okay, feels, and everyone's making the notes in the room. Yeah. But you know, you're condemning yourself possibly to a bit longer in. Yeah. There. So, so do you lie and mm. get out and think you can deal with it yourself? Which, by the way, you probably can't trick mental health doctors. But I'm sure kind of they're
0: then. only human though And they do and, and I'm sure they get certain things wrong Let's be honest there's, yeah. there's many times people have been let out And done shit before Do you know what I mean? So. Otherwise if we knew about that If we knew about it We'd just fix things instantly Wouldn't we? Yeah What annoyed me is I had um, I had conversations with them About my dad's well-being And naturally I was like Look I want to give you as much information To help you as possible But what I don't want you to do Is tell my dad any of this Because otherwise it might upset him yada 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 and you know we i had those conversations by the way i had conversations with like five different fucking doctors right and i had to keep repeating myself over and over my dad rings us up and he's like yeah they're not letting us out they said uh, one of the main reasons was because of what you said and i'm like thanks for, for that. fuck's sake
1: surely that's like one of the worst things you can say to
0: someone the first is- thing that was the first thing they come out with right and i and i was like Throwing me under the bus because you don't want m- my angry dad blaming you lot. So you'd rather him blame me, you fucking pussies, or whatever.
1: That's really bad, though. Isn't oh, it? Yeah, it's, it's like.
0: Mate, it fucked me off, to be honest with you. But, um, but it,
1: it's also because you've also taken like quite a brave decision to say something to someone that could be, it's being, for a want of a better term, being cruel to be kind. So you're saying something that's hard, but you know it's for the best. Well, well, and those people have basically gone, thanks for that. We're now going to use it in the worst way possible. Well, yeah,
0: and look, there was multiple hours and hours. Take you, you remember yeah. when we were in the middle of work and I stopped work and I said, "Look, I've got to take this call." Yeah. So many hours I've spent on the phone with these people, and you know, a lot of them have been extremely kind and caring people, and everything you'd want to be around a loved one who Actually. is having, uh, you know, an episode. And um, but obviously. Somewhere along the line The communications went and, and it's just It's frustrating But I ain't gonna fucking Dwell on that note. Yeah Ultimately that I get They're trying their best and and, and and I'm grateful for it It's just such a It's not a nice thing To go through But I think um, Yeah it, I, I think the, the worst bit Was that night You know The worst bit is For anyone If you get a call Or a text Or anything like that Where someone is On the brink and you you're at a point of calling an ambulance to a, you know and and thinking you know I hope it gets there in time that sort of shit. Um, it's quite a panicked, sort of. It's oh, quite a dark moment. Awful, awful, and and it, and it hit me for weeks afterwards. Yeah, you could tell. Yeah, yeah like just you know, and, require- I, and I was going through my own stuff as well. I was gonna so say it requires
1: people sh- to be quite sort of emotionally intelligent around you and to kind of hear what you're going oh, through because oh. I'd imagine that. It's also because, you know, I think I now say this and I mean it in the least flippant way possible. When someone tries to kill themselves and then it doesn't happen, you only really can be close to them to understand what that means for them. Because everyone else is going, well, they didn't die. And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand everything else that's gone on to get to that point. Mm -hmm. And so that can be that I imagine that could be quite hard, even from the outside, just observing people just go, he's alive. Aren't you happy about it? And that's. But that's not the feeling you're left
0: with is it well especially not with someone who's as seriously mentally ill as my dad is right 've has got like a lot of genuine um issues like that so uh
1: that's a hard one though because you know yeah from the outside it can be a very
0: people looking in it can be really yeah difficult. i was you know i was spending a lot of time feeling that way myself and then my dad's feeling that way and he you know he literally went to do it and you know, luckily it didn't work. And, and, and then, the, you know, the, the, the whole month afterwards is just like, what is the point in living? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it just it just takes a lot out of you. You know what I mean? Um,
1: and you're not in the right mind space to maybe try and find out what the point is in living at that point because you are sort definitely of... Definitely not, you yeah. know.
0: And, and obviously I'm trying to stay positive as possible for him when I'm on the phone with him and stuff like that. Life's just got so many ups and downs. It's fucking crazy sometimes, you know.
1: And it does flip at some point between the parent and the child when the child has to start parenting the parent and that becomes more and more sort of constant rather than uh, yeah. you know every now and again you might have you know when you're younger i remember this with my own parents sort of having moments where you know when you first think of something that they can't think of or mm-hmm. like you've got a uh, this moment where it's like you know you feel like you maybe have surpassed them a bit and it's quite a proud moment when you're young but then as they're getting older
0: well it's when they get ill that, that Ill. that's the, re- the the reality check. my dad's ill. You know? Yeah, and it, it's a strange one to feel like responsible because they're literally ringing me as if I'm his dad, and I'm like, yeah, fucking mad. This, but with the sense of mortality around it. It's not just like oh, he's got a little cough
1: here. Uh, it's like life and death is a really serious thing.
0: Yeah, and that's quite heavy for you to deal with, though. Yeah, man, it's it's been strange, but and I, I thought uh, I talked to him. I said, you know. I might mention this on the podcast because we've been really open about stuff mental mental health-wise and uh, I thought, yeah, it's important people hear this because I'm guaranteeing that lots of people who've been through a suicide or an attempted suicide will be watching or listening. So, you know, um, luckily I'm getting a little bit better. My dad seems to be getting a little bit better. So, you know, that's one positive. At least it means there's going to be more true news
1: that in, the, in the near future. You feel good now. We can.
0: Yeah, even podcasts. I tend to avoid podcasts when I'm really low, which is why they are so few and far between. Right. <laughs> but, um, it's been five years, guys. Yeah. Um, but no, but lately I have been trying to do more pods because um, I am feeling a little bit more positive and I am trying to, you know. You've done a good job of those, by the way. Like I feel like
1: uh, there was Elizabeth, Elizabeth Smart and who's the other person? You did Jake
0: Paul. James Arthur as well. and James Arthur yeah yeah, I like James Arthur a lot he was a bit of a kindred spirit
1: you could kind of tell that yeah. and it was better for me not to be there for that one because I feel like I would have not had that same kindred element that you two had but you both seem to uh, see things quite similarly and you definitely both have a fuck you attitude to the rest of the world at some point
0: yeah I I, I love that guy yeah he's a, a bit of a bro of yeah. mine now so we, we have the odd little message on that and I think he's been understandably misunderstood. Like, I get why people have. That's a strange one. He's been understandably misunderstood, but I get it. You get what I mean? Yeah, Like, totally, I get yeah. why people haven't got him. Yeah. But I hope they get him a bit better now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you want that to... Uh, you know what's strange about it is you want,
1: um, you want people to be able to just shift and watch that podcast and see it and... Sometimes people can just be a bit damning Once they've made a decision about someone It's like, nope, the decision is made And he once
0: made this mistake I feel like that's like that with about Jake Paul a bit Like, I think that's why loads of people Couldn't quite say that he was going to win the fight Which is bizarre For me
1: I think it was bizarre for all of us Because...
0: Uh. I was, try- I was watching a lot
1: of people's preview videos. And I'll be honest, Brian, you were really going against the grain, if you know mm. what I mean. Like a Especially
0: of- with the like big time pros and stuff. All- yeah. They all got it wrong. Yeah, but ultimately, fuck you. Yeah.
1: But the point is, <laughs> it seemed quite obvious, but I did feel like emotion was clouding a lot of people's judgment. But what I was trying to work out was, was it emotional the other way that was clouding ours, where we really wanted a YouTuber to win? Bro, we really so wanted I to I, someone- I laugh,
0: right? Because I, I watched the stream back on, on Twitch the other day. Yeah. And... Um, some of the comments were coming in as I was talking about Jake and right. why I thought he was going to win so convincingly and they were like Brian's going to look so stupid when Brent Ben smokes <laughs> and I was re- reading it like I wonder like, even though I still but I, I think I get it like I think people see you in a UFC cage and they see the UFC gloves mm-hmm. and they see the like Joe Rogan and the whole production and they're like this guy's a fighter and yeah. they look at them like superheroes yeah and the reality is they're not. Like some of them are on the level. But if you're able to take all that away, and I think because I've seen Jake from day one and I've followed Ben, I I didn't give a fuck about the fact that Ben was a UFC fighter or any of that. So this whole thing about, oh, he's so tough. He took the shots with the four-ounce clubs. You know, even in my my prediction video, I just broke it down, elementary, like so straightforward. like. Ben can take punches, yes. He can fucking give them, though. Right. Like, and he this is boxing. Yeah. This is the sport of punching. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I get that he can take one, but unless the thing is that he's just going to wait until Jake stops getting tired as he's late... Like, the whole, the whole notion that, you know... And the sad thing is, is some people were so gutted that they were proved so badly wrong. Because let's be real. It's a fix, isn't it? The yeah. first the first proper punch jake landed on the on the head he went down he cr- crumbled right it didn't even take two or three punches it took one proper punch mm-hmm. that's how easy it was for jake they're like oh it's a fix it was a fake was and i'm like you're embarrassing yourself bro. right you're imba- like everyone gets it wrong bro just just admit it just, the guy fell like a fucking tray mate he fell like this Yeah, like literally. You can't fake, that's very hard to fake. Bro, he he woke up after he hit the floor, but he was out in that moment. He was completely gone, like unconscious. And I actually think Ben's a great guy. Like, I ain't fucking hating on him. Like, but it just kind of showed, it showed A, the natural qualities that Jake has at boxing and how he is good. But it also showed like, you know, Ben had neglected those same striking elements for so long that when he needed to use them, he didn't have anything there. And he didn't have natural power. He was old, bit out of shape. And Jake beat the fuck out of him. Like, and if, they'd, if they, the, when people say it was stopped early, I'm like, what were you, the, the referee's job is to save protect, that fight yeah. when he is no longer able to defend himself. He was stumbling like the like a ninety-year-old on a bus. When you, you know when yeah. the, you know when he's trying to get from pole to pole on the bus, and he's like, Ugh. he he was like that. Jake would have badly hurt him. So like, the strange thing is, I think the angle
1: that we watched and the angle that most people are watching is head-on, mm. and when it's head-on, the gloves look a bit higher because you're sort of I, don't, I don't know the top of the glove reaches like there, mm. but when you, you watch from behind, there's a back angle that I watched that I went. That's why he stopped it Yeah Because when you watch From behind it He couldn't walk properly And his hands Kept doing this Which you couldn't see From the broadcast side They kept going The ref kept going And up And he'd
0: go Yep And then they go Almost straight yeah, away go, like, And they'd go back he was, down He was so done and, Yeah Really done And It's one of the You know I've been getting Crap off the MMA fans for for years, but that really was the cherry on the cake. Like yeah. for, for so many of them, they chat so much shit in my predictions, time and time and time again. And 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 for the way Jake just devastated him, like in with <laughs> ease, with mate, with ease, mm. right? I can't think of where
1: Jake goes next because I can't see anyone wanting that fight.
0: Oh uh, yeah, they'll, they'll be. They, I mean, so. I, I think he just moves up a level in the MMA striking. So, yeah. like, Ben was a poor MMA striker. He now goes to a better MMA striker. Wow. Or, or you know, there's, like, non... Like, so there's Dylan Dennis kid. There's KSI, maybe. Um, there's... K, let's be honest, though. KSI is so... He's got so much stuff on. If you're making
1: music and you're doing all this different stuff... You need a good six months or however many months to put mm. in a proper f-
0: a proper camp to I, do that. I, I'd I'd back Jake to get in uh, JJ to get in shape. And I, yeah, I'm not saying that, yeah. but you get know what I mean. Yeah, you, you want that experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I you know I, I'd back him to be. I think he'd be ready. The amount of people who have gone well, Nate. Gib didn't go
1: down you know, actually Credit to Gib He was the only person Who didn't go down In the same way As Ben that, This and is the thing Nate.
0: You know Gib has got a chin Like Gib got up Three times And and, and you've all, seen that In person as well right Yeah I've seen I've seen Gib Take some shots in the gym He is hard as Fucking nails That mm-hmm. kid He's fighting soon Yes He's fighting um, That TikTok lad And just because
1: He's fighting someone From TikTok Doesn't mean he's not hard like this other TikTok lad looks. He looks good. Seriously good.
0: Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's got like good skills, and I've been impressed with some of the tiny little clips I've seen of like. All right, he's got the basics down. He's quite. um They say acute fighter. Like he has like little movements where I'm like, oh, right. yeah. well, that's and, nice. What you done? He, yeah, like, yeah. Little tight. He's he's tidy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whereas obviously Gabe is a is a fighter. <laughs> he's just a force. Like yeah. yeah, and and this is the thing. If if you ain't ready for a fight and you're fighting Gib, he's gonna win. You have to be ready for a fight. God, you know I want what I mean? Gib to win. And 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 credit like Jake, like this 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 was the thing when I went back to the prediction on on, on the Ben thing. I was like, people like you you can't you can't call uh, what what Jake's done worth anything because he hasn't fought anyone. Mm-hmm. I'm like. I'm sorry he He's he's dropped people He's actually dropped Multiple people Ben's never dropped anyone Even in the early days Never dropped anyone I said 20 fights Never dropped anyone Two fights Dropped three times Each fight mm-hmm. Like The data You know when we talk about Bruce talks about the sure data Bruce. I was like The data's there actually yeah. It's fucking there I never when I watched it, back and I was like, I think this is easy for this. Right, it's like so. It's many insane, times. That. yeah, yeah. When, when the table are like laughing and I'm like, he's gonna rip you head off.
1: Yeah, it's like badouche, and he actually almost yeah. Like if he'd have been allowed to continue, it would have been. Well, quite this
0: different. is the, yeah. I was gonna say about the early stoppage. If if that would have been allowed to continue, Jake Paul could have fucking like he could have killed him Not like people yeah. people die because they take unnecessary punches after being
1: done and a bloodthirst and, and often bloodthirsty people who don't really know about fighting want to see
0: someone completely wrecked and yeah. finished because they're like oh well the, no right well now like, he's wrecked I, and finished I'm glad because I like, like Ben so I don't want to say him absolutely brutalised <laughs> and but- you hate CTE yeah Ben Ben was Ben was leaving On a stretcher If they'd let that go Another fucking 10 seconds You see Jake was posturing Like <sighs> Jake, Jake was rushing Back
1: oh, in mate, And then And then the referee Like steps in Almost like <sighs> it, You know what's Strange about it The referee was almost uh, He was looking at Ben And trying to get him To keep his arms up And then the referee's like Yeah
0: that'll do what, And then he sees Jake Steaming in and goes It won't do It won't do What? What's funny is Everyone had a go at the referee for not stopping sure. the Nate Robinson fight early enough. Mm-hmm. He, he let him up twice, and then he got literally <laughs> flatlined. This time, the referee got it right. He he saved this guy. The referee was bad. <laughs> Robinson um, in retrospect wasn't he? Yeah. So uh, credit credit to Jake. He actually uh, he messaged me saying uh, you should be involved in the uh, the next thing. Like, right
1: What uh, I don't know what maybe, he,
0: maybe he saw your avatar And he thought I'll message Rick Ross And tell him now Definitely not No definitely not Thank no. you very much yeah. no, I think you know Because the, 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 It may be something to do With the debatable production That was on the show Sure yeah, like, we can do a small
1: room, if, but now what we're going to do is take on a whole fucking warehouse well, of things. Well, That's well, a good idea. What I
0: will say is, do you if, need me to direct, if, absolutely. If we are commentating at yeah. any point, yeah. I'm not saying we will be, no. but I don't think you'll, you'll have me going, give my money, Jake! Yeah. Give my money! Give my money! Give my motherfucking two million! two million! I love that. You know what? I
1: think I will still enjoy, and because it will be legal somewhere else, a passive high from Snoop Dogg. Secondary. A secondary high, whatever you want to call it.
0: I I I still enjoy hanging out next to him. You just you get buzzed. Exactly. You're just like thanks, Uncle Snoop. I'm pretty sure that's what happened to Oscar De La Hoya, who was clearly off his tits. mate. Yeah, that was unusual, wasn't it? That was unusual watching that back. That they allowed that to happen. It was right now. I think they've gone full entertainment and don't really care about the boxing aside from the main event. Yeah. Although. You know, they did get some decent level boxers in there. But it, it, it
1: didn't show up until they, the main they event. They just though,
0: talked it. over it as if it was not even happening. Right. But the, well, there uh, were times they cut away from it. Yeah, it, it, it was so strange. I just, I don't know if, I feel like maybe they want to get it more in the middle. You know what I mean? It, there's a lot of ideas right now. And it's very,
1: it was very much like watching an idea soup yeah Just on your screen And at some point Someone's gone And there'll be lots of bums And everyone's going Okay bums Yeah, yeah.
0: I I, I was, was so much ass. I'm not complaining about that I've got to be No honest. but there was a lot of it though, wasn't There was it? And, like, I, and I like a whole lot Of big ass but, Okay but and the, I get
1: that But then there were A load of old rappers And I get that And I'm all for it Let's just shorten that down A little bit
0: You know I, I, Also like If you're going to have Like a, a fight night Justin Bieber ain't the guy, is he? I know he's got clout and all whoa, of that. Whoa, no, whoa, but let's be honest, And you're like, like "Am I? Oh, are we I'm doing a? a gr- for this? Should we not do aggressive music? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, get him to cover Linkin Park. Fucking sick. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's Bring weird.
1: me to life. I,
0: I get the, Evanescence. It's just, it's just weird, isn't it? It's just weird. So, I I totally hear you. Like, it looked like let's just throw as much at the wall and hope it right. sticks.
1: And then in the middle of it all is what was the comedian uh,
0: called? That Ben guy. Was it Ben? Pete, sorry, Pete. Oh, uh, Pete. Uh, the blonde kid.
1: What's Pete's name?
0: Davidson. Pete Davidson, yeah. yeah Pete um, he was good because
1: he was on screen basically making fun of the whole product.
0: No, but I, I think what you and I do is like... We both make little inside jokes about whoever's on screen. Right. But we also take it seriously. We also break the fight down. We also appreciate the athletes. Like, you have a... a, a, one of the OGs of the USA and Frank Mia, who's yeah. getting into a boxing ring, things like that. There's so much you can talk about. Right. And and I personally, huge fan of Frank, we've had him on the podcast, that there's so much you can do with that. And um, he, the guy he was fighting, I think was uh, one of the first people that dropped Tyson Fury. Yeah. I think there was a lot. That, so you can you can do sports chat with a little odd joke and a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek, make a bit of fun of Jake, make a bit of fun of Ben. But... That was just a roast and, and and Yeah Don't get me wrong Like as much as Some of the jokes Were funny And it, you obviously Clearly had watched Ricky Gervais And thought How am I going to do That sort right. of thing In this setting But it was awkward It wasn't And if you've got Like Snoop Dogg As your boxing guy And him as your host As your main boxing guy Like your no wonder host. It was a bit of a shit show Do you if know it's what I mean? two ends
1: of the spectrum As well I think you know What you have to have Is um, everyone who was On commentary was not the self-sacrificing person you need to do commentary. Commentary people have to be willing to hand the event to to the images that are no, on screen you and are, enhance those you,
0: exactly, yeah. bro. And you know that you yeah. you are literally the salt and pepper and you're you're not trying right. to be the show the show is the show yeah. you're there to help it add to it season it you ain't the show that and I think there was too many people is... behind camera <laughs> yeah. wanting to to own that moment Absolutely. and to be the star yeah. and, and and Pete obviously wanted to go and make a bit of a statement as a comedian and and that's what smart comedians do and, and I get that but he ain't gonna do it again now because Jake Paul's like fuck that guy Who
1: I mean who knows that's the funny thing is like who knows because everyone knew that was Pete's comedy and I think Mm. he's a big face in America but I think in a couple of months Jake might look at that and
0: go "Eh, it wasn't as bad as I thought I I did hear that he brought up something inappropriate in the locker room pre-fight that was bleeped out so I doubt it okay right that makes sense to be fair. Uh, all I'm saying is we're we, pushing it. Me and you. Me and you. Oh, bro.
1: Should I will happening. dye my hair blonde and wander around the event causing utter offense to everyone. Uh, the, show, the
0: show did huge numbers, bro. Yeah, did he, it? He did like one point five million pay-per-view buys, mate. It, it's insane what he did. That's like, amazing. So right now, you could argue Jake Paul is the biggest draw in boxing. Like because Anthony Joshua without a good opponent. Probably doesn't do a million buys. Tyson Fury, the same. Jake Paul could fight a fucking broom and get over a million. It's, it's mental. He's a stiff idiot. But yeah. this is, like I said in my prediction or something like, or was it after? I can't remember. I was saying something like, no one gives a fuck about Canelo Alvarez. No. Like, that's why they put Alvarez I said, um, I said Jake Paul's going to outsell him by treble It turned out to be more like fucking 10 times That's amazing right. though It was 10 times And when people are like No one gives a fuck about Canelo And I seen the odd little comment I'm like you get what I mean The mainstream Like Jake Paul has become the biggest star in boxing yeah. Can you fucking believe That, that no. little brother that we had on the podcast three, three years ago Who wasn't even the main event The mute
1: who sat here at one point <laughs> Yeah. Like he no. was, he was a good guest. Actually, uh, looking back at those podcasts when I edited them back, I actually
0: grew to like him even more. So, so this is the thing that I originally got onto the Jake thing about was because it's the whole you are the person that we right. and and I, I think I can appreciate someone for doing good even. Like no matter I don't know What you think about them Or what the common opinion is of them And I think Right now There's this sort of Bad guy image around Certainly. him And I I, You know He plays up the camera He says the odd Conor McGregor style thing He can be a bit Cocky Arrogant But like On, on the podcast I did with him I thought you could You could really see through that And and see the real you version You see his intellect I yeah. thought on the podcast yeah. In the
1: same way as When you've had uh, JJ on I thought you could see How smart he was mm. And the same with Logan I think mm. any of those guys it's been um there's not really been that front up of like mm. the fighter there's been like the intellectual aspect of them uh, and they all have that by the way like mm. they're all really smart really like eloquent guys and i sometimes they just get pigeonholed
0: and that's because when you see a young kid making that kind of money and yes they've all been dicks on camera at one point and been like silly who hasn't but i think it's hard for people to let go of that thing of you are always that one thing I've seen that of you. You can't be anything else now. And it's like these guys are media moguls with teams around them. They're 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 resilient. They are good with strategy. They have had to be resourceful because they've never just done one thing. So all these boys have tried their hands at loads of different things. And and being just even being a big YouTuber, you have to get good at lots of different skills. So that is why, like they're like a Swiss army knife for media. They really? can do it all. Editing, production, directing, like even just that. they Creative, can do it all. yeah. You, so no wonder when these guys try their hands at music, boxing, or any other thing that they put their mind to, no doubt if Logan went into wrestling full-time, he'd be a big success, whatever. They've just they're multi-talented and and yes they might not be singularly talented at one thing as good as Canelo Alvarez is at boxing or as good at um, music as Justin Bieber or whatever but the point is is I can appreciate what they've done and as a YouTuber myself being fortunate enough to have them on the show back in the day early on to watch them grow and and become you know when Logan's on Wrestlemania and Jake Paul's doing his fucking boxing event and JJ's fucking top of the charts in the UK you know You I'm can't get in a fucking Uber Right now by the way Without a KSI song
1: Being on I got like, Patience And you're just like Oh yeah That's oh yeah.
0: I that's. prefer that one To the Craig David one Just oh,
1: My favourite one was the uh, Nathan Dawes one
0: Okay Yeah that was a yeah. That was a decent hit Patience I think is the best one The Gary Barlow one he did Yeah I love that one Have a
1: little Patience I'd love to see JJ Freestyle over the top of that But with auto-tune Yeah with auto-tune And with the accent one That
0: he does The accent rap that he does Yes. Um so yeah, I'm 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 happy for them all and I think it's I think that was partly what I enjoyed is the, the the feeling beforehand, people weren't looking at the skills of Jake Paul and the skills of Ben. Yeah. They were simply going, a UFC fighter cannot be chinned by a YouTuber. That can't happen. Yeah. And just to just to be like, well, watch. And as a YouTuber myself, it's like Stop putting people in boxes Stop, stop discounting what right. people can do And also like stop this, putting yourself in a box Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that goes for everyone You know what I mean and I, and I think it's great that When people don't see limitations And clearly those three guys do not Because they've done whatever the fuck they want to do um, I love that Because that's the attitude I've got And that's the attitude that I think winners have generally Speaking of which It was really good to have Joe
1: Weller back on the show yeah it was on it genuinely like I feel like um you know you two have always had a great relationship and yeah. it's always been nice to watch but he's got such a great energy now and I really enjoyed hanging out with him mm. in a way that maybe I hadn't really before because he seemed so relaxed and so sort of he seemed very um comfortable
0: in his own skin you loved every minute of it mate and, uh, clearly and I loved him being here and uh I said to him, I says, we've got to get you on another one. Do you know what I mean? And I know that there were people like, whoa, fucking uh, Joe's mortal and all that. But it's like, bro, what the fuck do you do when you're watching a fight? Like, we, we get drunk, we enjoy the night. And also for me and Joe, it was a bit like we hadn't seen each other in a while, yeah. lockdown. So I think we were both getting absolutely pissed because we were just happy to be, like, right. having a laugh and yeah. catching up and talking about fighting, which is what we love. And especially a YouTuber fight, like... You know It brings back a lot of memories And Joe yeah. started it So I, I fucking loved it man. I really
1: enjoyed it And yeah. I, you know what you can also tell is He's changed so much In the way that he speaks Because he has his own podcast now
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Like having your own podcast no, Massively Let's, let's not difference. advertise it you well, know We're not I mean? advertising it we, You know We're not saying it's called waffling Or whatever But it is really, <laughs> it, it's, it's good to see him
0: Doing well I enjoy hanging out with Joe He's nice um, I'm just looking at what people Have sent us to talk about Now your request oh. section oh. oh Oh sorry No um, People said Um what, uh, talk about the Beats by Dre deal, didn't
1: they? Oh, did we do a Beats by Dre deal?
0: Yeah, we we, we signed with with what these bad boys? Oh, these bad boys. What
1: these? Ooh,
0: smoking!
1: They are actually. So, first of all, they're great headphones, mm. and they're really good to do podcasts <laughs> with. Uh, so, if you enjoy doing a podcast, what well, though? Then uh, they look great on while you're on. Probably so should get the. Probably should get the main. Probably should get the star. In. Yeah, probably should get that Well, you've already got that, so get Brian now. Um, uh,
0: yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty buzzing with that.
1: What for one of your childhood heroes' uh, name company. to be on the side of your brand, so, your own brand on that? Yeah, right. That fuck, makes sense. Fucking mental, mate. It was pretty insane, wasn't it, when they first sort of got in contact and went, "Yeah, we're thinking we we like what you do."
0: Uh yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Beats by Dre boys because um, they've been lovely from day one, and um, they they really care about the content as well. Like, they they're not like. Um, can you
1: change this to make yeah, it look a bit more? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. Th- they were like, "We just want you to keep being you, and that's it." Yeah, and like, and I and I was like, "What about the controversial?" He's like, "Fine." That's what. If anything, that enhanced the deal. That actually surprised me. Yeah, like because you know, having a company with the the fingerprints of uh, Doctor Dre on it was it was built on rebellion it was built on not giving a fuck you know so i think that they look for characters who are you know not just gonna be goody good boys on youtube you know what i mean like so and i do i do remember i think one of the first things that they talked to us about was the fall of true geordie video Mm -hmm. which really made me smile because that was such a low point when i made that video and um there was so much music we used and even there is even a line where I go um, driving in my car listening to Dr. Dre right yeah and I actually said that in that video so for them to watch that and be thinking about and use 50 cent music
1: in there which was produced by Dr. Dre well that that was one
0: little thing loads of people got in the comments were like that isn't even Dr. Dre I was like was produced mm, by Drake, thank you very yeah. much.
1: It's also quite <laughs> weird because we left with the with the video with the, the next episode video that we launched it with or sort of formally announced it with because we've been wearing the headphones for ages in case no one had noticed. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we used all the Dr. Dre songs for that, and then by the end of the video, you realise why. Mm. Um, and loads of people are like I thought you were using a lot of Dr. Dre in this video, which was great fun to be able to edit to something like that. It's
0: it, like, yeah, it, it's nice to that. have those little Easter eggs and stuff there for people who sort of. Not realise why it's called the next episode Until the very last second of a 19 minute video Or whatever it was Do you know what else I realised when editing that
1: together Not to go back, really back to the start of the podcast But like how many different subjects are covered in one podcast And how many different aspects of each person's personality is shown Mm -hmm. And the, the real struggle was Or not the struggle but like the task And the challenge was to knit all those things together Because one podcast you've got you know, Frank Mir, who's sitting there, he just loved life when he was on our show. And the next second you've got someone who's sitting there who's lost a parent or has, you know, lost their loved one or mm-hmm. spent 26 years in prison. And you're like, how do I get one thread throughout that whole thing? But there were a lot of commonalities in mm-hmm. everyone's experiences. So matter no matter what their suffering was, no matter what their, you know, their challenge in life, they all had, there was something you could see as like a blueprint as to... It
0: was quite heartening to watch. That's what made me think. When I watched your edit, I remember thinking, we're all the same, really, aren't we?
1: Yeah, it really made me feel that way when you watch them and how similar people's solutions and experiences. It was quite nice.
0: I think I find it hard to connect with people sometimes, so that was nice to see that, and the way you guys strung it together and and, and created your own jigsaw out of a whole load of what seemed like random moments. Yeah. And it shows what a fucking smart dude you are because you were able to... To piece things together and go right this year this year and then I would just come along and go oh you tried that that yeah but turn that up (laughs) you've been basically yeah but um yeah it was it it was a special video that it really really was and it was so funny when people were like um, some of the comments were like, "When will this guy stop making documentaries about himself?" I'm like,
1: "Not true." <laughs> Actually, I didn't make the documentary, yeah. so yeah. I literally
0: just sat back. Yeah, yeah, I
1: commissioned someone else to make this, so um. the joke's on you. It's, it was like sampling, and the the funny thing was, it was a bit like sampling in hip hop, mm. like where you start to like you listen to a whole song and then you go, "Oh, I like that bit. I'll take that," and then pair that up. Very with much this sure. beat and those things. Well, you
0: you basically were were Kanye for that. You were, yeah. you were making your own you know amalgamation of of, of footage and music and you know a movie almost and I think it was extremely challenging for you as well because you you seem to get to a point where it was like so much was right but you just were missing that one little bit and it's like oh how do we get a you know and I think people when you watch it in one go it seems so smooth but that's be- like like any bit of like this table for example it seems so smooth because someone's worked on it and smoothed it, down, it and smoothed yeah. it for for weeks and weeks and weeks you know to get it to get it perfect like that and i am lucky that i i know the work that went into it you know because
1: when we f- it's fed say so when we first watched it there were so many different bits that were just not they just didn't fit together mm. and it's hard to um like piece them together And you know, the strange thing I always struggle with, with editing, and I think is the creative process in general, is when you come to share it with someone else, it changes the way you think about it. And it changes how you like are piecing things together because you start to take another input into it and it starts to change how you start to piece stuff together. Yeah. And it's, it was, it's a really strange experience, similar with any, anyone's editing, Uh, but editing in the first place fucks with your head. And if you edit for long enough, it just messes up.
0: Yeah, you it, it, but specifically when you're editing a creative piece, and that's sure. the thing that a lot of editors don't, don't get to do because they're editing to a brief and and it's here's has the footage, make this da 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 dum. Right. You you literally had hundreds of videos to go through, Poor and idea. and and no no blueprint. They, they it was simply. Oh no, it was Dr. Dre not Jay Z. Make it as you as you go, almost structure it as it's happening. So so i think i think another thing that conflicts with with the mind is like when you're a creative person you very rarely find creative people are extremely organized people as well so what you're trying to do is force your brain to do two completely different things which is stay organized and to make sure that this follows a structure while creating that structure at the same and it's just that was a real challenge. It's difficult,
1: man. That was a real challenge in the first few weeks. We mm. found this when trying to edit it together because you'd be watching a podcast and you'd find like two or three clips out of it. And then you go to place one clip and then you'd be placing that clip and find a, and it would make a thread. And then you'd think, oh, I could do this. And you'd just get off on so many different tangents of like, well, that's where, uh, that's where Chris Eubank can go. And then this guy can go here. And at the start of the day, you'd actually just wanted to put Frank Mir where he was meant to go and 20 minutes later you've got Chris Eubank here and like five other people and Frank Mir doesn't even fit into that bit anymore Mm -hmm. so it's like a strange it's more like Play-Doh you know you're just like trying to piece all these bits together and make a dog but you end up making a cat in the end what a beautiful cat though
0: Uh, I'm I'm more than happy with it and I know a bit and um, yeah and and going back to the, the deal you know when they got in contact it was it was like getting a call from like the queen or something right you know yeah I mean? for like for other people yeah um for, for my nana it's the equivalent. Uh, yeah yeah like i was like y- you don't get what you've done here yeah you know what i mean sort of uh, i've spoken at length many many times on old podcasts where like religiously i would listen to dre like i grew up on eminem 57 dr dre like I had the Walkman, and every day I'd put that Dre 2001 album in and I'd go back and listen to The Chronic and all of that and all of the albums he produced. And I could tell you so many random facts about Dr. Dre and his mm. music and stuff. So it was like, wow, like uh, I grew up loving hip-hop and like to me, YouTube is the new hip-hop. It is that new form of expression. It is where. People are discovered now right. And hip hop is so shit now So you know it, I think it's just it's very a equivalent It's very similar to where
1: YouTube Sometimes Like the commercial side Of YouTube is actually Like mm. hip hop Commercial hip hop Seems to live on That commercial side Of YouTube right now Strangely Yeah And it, YouTube weirdly Like pushes it Despite the
0: fact that A lot of it is Trash Yeah so yeah um, no judgmental way by the way you know I I just feel really like like grateful to be chosen and that and to to, you know because it is a a brand I've always like enjoyed and loved and and you know there was a reason they and when I watched the defiant ones which is it's funny to say this now but I always thought of me and you like uh, Dre and Jimmy Jimmy, and that like the way they work together the way they they help uh, fit in with each other 's flaws and, and make it make up for what each other' is lacking, but also are both very strong in many ways and, yeah. uh, and the partnership and all the years and everything they achieved and I was like I, lo- I love that that documentary if anyone hasn 't seen the defiant ones, it was like, yeah, it really made me think about what 's achievable in my own life and um, to then be contacted by them after seeing that documentary It was it's amazing mind blowing. Um, <laughs> So yeah Like that, that That young kid Who walked to school Every day Listening to Dre And now I'm Partnered with his company It's just fucking What the fuck Like It's, it's like Almost impossible To put into words But hmm. the
1: strange thing is They're paying you To put this sort of thing Into words So that's kind of That's, that's really disappointing <laughs> it, it, That you can't do it's,
0: that. It's, that That is bizarre to me Like that is Bizarre Yeah Um but it ain't even about the money, this one like, Well,
1: this is actually about I think when they first came to us It's actually about opportunities uh-huh. And they, they've got a table of opportunities That we can uh, mesh with them with And it's like, you know, people And, uh, uh-huh. you know, rooms we can get in And those kind of things Well, I,
0: You know, and also looking back You know, I remember when we we, we we stopped working with a certain company Who said that I wasn't brandable I wasn't sellable and now to be working with poker stars Gymshark and Beats by Dre who are, you know, AAA A. Mm-hmm. Like they are the best of the best at every and, and what they do, they're the best. Yeah. All three. Mm-hmm. And also me personally like those companies, enjoy working with those companies.
1: You use all of those products in that sense.
0: And I literally like live in their you know, yeah. their stuff. Like you know, and and, and and use the poker app and all of that. Like it's just a great feeling and, and to, to feel like I wasn't good enough back in the day when you know going back to that that guy who you know was wild as fuck when you met me and stuff like that and, and, and to a degree I i i get the criticism at the time but there was no like uh, attitude of this kid's a diamond we could work with him we could make them this we could help sculpt them we could you know there wasn't any attempt mm-hmm. you know i had to figure that all out for myself but i'm glad i did because now i don't have to cut those motherfuckers in boy yeah <laughs> that's
1: so true it? as yeah, it's <laughs> like-,
0: like they would have taken a whole big percentage and now you know we're, we're, we're doing our own thing and um and yeah, it's a real proud moment because like I'm a kid who at 10 years old was told I was destined for prison, right. you know, by my teacher and stuff like my mom and parents even heard stuff like that. And it's like, you know, it just shows how like, and I think that's why I have that attitude. People think I'm um, self-obsessed sometimes or I've told my story over and over sometimes. And that's not what it's about. It's about like for me telling my story and, and, a, and luckily having a best me who can do what you can fucking do. I just want to show people what's fucking possible. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I seen that growing up and I wasn't, by Dr. Dre and by other people who were written off, were you know, working class guys from all over the world and, and were told you will never be anything. And because they didn't take no for an answer and they believed in themselves, they got somewhere. Doesn't mean you're gonna fucking, you know, be Michael Jordan or whatever. But it, you, if you have that attitude and you have a passion and you do that, then there's a good chance that you'll get somewhere. Which is better than fucking Norway Which is where you'll get if you do fuck
1: all mate And the, I think the main, the main aspect Of uh, storytelling Is finding things that people can relate to And, uh, and experiences and known experiences And the best thing to draw from is your own life So yeah. if people can latch on to Elements of that which was like the, With this we were trying to make something about the podcast Not necessarily broadly about everything uh-huh. uh, And all those different aspects Sort of them just fell into place but, but And those I, people I, related I, to I you I grew up
0: Listening to Eminem tell me about his life <laughs> about his life who he was and it made me care mm-hmm. and I learned that right. through those artists because they talked about their experiences over and over and over again and people
1: sort of project themselves onto you and then it comes the yeah because
0: shines back. you relate yeah. to that person to that artist whether they're a YouTuber rapper or whatever the fuck they do yeah. filmmaker anything and the f- when when I was trying to tell my story, like in those times, I did. It's because I knew, like at some point, people will get me a bit better and mm-hmm. that'll make them care more, and I'll I'll develop a better relationship with not only my audience but also outside of that. And hence, why Beats by Dre, say fall of true Jody, like take the like, yeah. yeah yeah, invest. And it. so when people go, why do you keep telling the story? It's like, bro. You don't get the game, mate. Mm-hmm. You don't fucking get the game. I do, and that's why I'm doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's I, a fun game, though, isn't it? Yeah, and 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 as sad as some of my life's been, it, the ups and downs is who it, it's made me. And and to see, obviously, in 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 the in the in the the way you put it together, and obviously, it doesn't explain everything. But you see those moments of tears. You see the highs and the lows, and yeah, it's nice to watch back. And and that's a video. That you know, when I'm an old man, I'll have, and that's great. That it triggers some good memories as well, doesn't it? It makes you, it makes me feel quite nostalgic about when
1: the podcast first started,
0: especially when you're doing like you got to express yourself in the NWA music when we first started podcasting. That's the that's the the literal parallel we're drawing is like we were the first guys in the UK to yes. do a, a video podcast and to really kick the shit out of podcasting in the mm-hmm. UK. And you know, I'm not saying. I'm the fucking Dr. dre of YouTube by any means, but draw those equivalents there if, if, you if you want to say then. that no but yeah. all, you know but what I'm saying is we were just two kids you know who didn't give a fuck and were just like out there, and that's when we do look back at ourselves, and I have said some of the mad shit I've said, and I do go, fuck me, <laughs> you know yeah, but that's part of growing up, and that's part of being a wild kid, and if I wasn't that person, I would never have have, have kept going and been who I was, you know so, yeah
1: it's it, been a good ride so far. Hey, Brian, did you know that Manscaped is now available in the UK? Yeah, a lot of people do now, because Manscaped has been advertising in the UK for a little while. But what they might not know is that Manscaped has lots of great products. It's not just about, say, shaving your balls. That's what most people think it is, Lawrence. Right, because it's called Manscaped. But they they think of the hairy parts on their body... But not every man has seen every hairy part on
0: his body. That, that's because it's all sexualized, right? Exactly. That annoys but me. Is the nose stop sexualized? About, stop thinking about penis all the time. Exactly. Think about. Get out your dirty minds. The weed whacker, right? This Where did you pop that, though? Wrote, it that looks like a cocoa. Oh, nose. see, oh, smart. And not
1: many men are very conscious of their nose hair. It's minimal effort for maximum results. Exactly. Yeah, and the maximum result being that when someone looks at you, or you even look at yourself in the mirror, bam.
0: If you want to trim. Your chest hair, your armpit hair, your head hair, yeah. your beard hair. Well, I wouldn't use this. I'd your, use, I'd your use nostril the nostril hair 3.0. But this your, is your perfect. Your balls, your gooch, this your arm the, the, the point I'm making, yeah. that's specifically for that the nostrils. It's specifically they, for the nostrils. have got everything. This would be covered. incredibly slow on the balls and the they've gooch They've got everything. They've got everything covered
1: Yeah exactly yeah Like the lawnmower 3.0 Which is like a bigger Better version of this but Well can we not describe knows.
0: it They'll show it on the Sh- show, it. show it Show it The point
1: is though You can go to Manscaped.com Forward slash true Do you know what you'll find there you won't, disc- you won't believe this
0: You won't believe this that-
1: A great discount 20% off And free shipping You're welcome and free shipping You're It's welcome. the shipping that costs a lot right now You're welcome Alright It's the shipping the shipping is always the thing that gets you. Oh. You get to the checkout
0: and you go, Oh! The shipping. Stung me. Got stung me. me. Do you know what? With Manscape, it doesn't sting because it's perfectly well engineered. Exactly. And free shipping. Boom. Go get this. Go get the Lomo 3.0.
1: Enjoy it. Go get it. some ball wipes. Enjoy
0: it. Go get them. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Give me problems. You think I say that out loud twice a day to be honest with you. Oh okay this is a good one. My mate is whipped.
1: Right. Do you know what I'm yeah. you know I think they mean um, can you even say that nowadays? He's pussy whipped.
0: Can you even say that nowadays? I don't know if you're allowed to say that anymore. You, if you're pussy whipped you're not allowed to say it. Good but, point but if you are say it.
1: Love the podcast. Uh, Have done since the start. A lot of people have been saying that recently, having seen the retrospective video. They're appreciating the old stuff now. Uh, When you got Poet and Voo, John. Yeah, we don't talk about that. My best mate is so whipped, it makes me cringe. We're in first year of uni and live in the same flat, and so does his girlfriend. Oh, that's a mistake, first of all. I'll point out some of the mistakes you made down the line here. They were talking before Christmas, but it was clear she was more interested than he was so nothing stopped him from uh, sheeshing I don't know oh seshing right okay basically this guy has a best mate who is so into this girl but he can't see that in the long run that's a bad thing first of all in your first year of uni big piece of advice don't go to uni whilst dating someone don't start dating someone in the first year of uni it's extremely tempting you know first of all to go To uni dating someone You don't want to let Your high school sweetheart go Sure we get it It's really hard You don't want to be the bad guy You don't want to be the person You're
0: such a bullshitter You're the biggest Sentimental cunt around Yeah but That's exactly what you would have done Did I go to university single though Yes That was purely by luck If you'd have met her sooner You'd have fucking Given it all up straight away Yeah but I mean She's a 10
1: Well then you have to Disclaimer that Don't you Right Okay That's what I'm saying But how many tens Do you know at the age Of 17 or 18 Right Someone who can Tick every box That you want in your life And to be honest At 17 or 18 You don't even know What the boxes are You don't even have Five of the boxes there No at
0: 17 or 18 You think everything's Ticked all the time Right exactly Yeah you're like Oh
1: she just made me A cheese toastie Tick, she can cook. You're like, that's not cooking. Before you go to uni, don't hook up with someone. When you get to uni, try not to, you know, heavily get into it with someone because you're still finding yourself. Give yourself the space to just be a person. Don't give yourself the space to let your girlfriend move into the flat with you. Do you know what I mean?
0: I'd say continue that for at least four years after uni.
1: Right, no, yeah, I'm saying, you know, (laughs) I'm just saying. Until you're about 23, 24, try not to, you know, really like, you know,
0: I think if you can be single till you're 25, that's ideal, at least.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah, I actually agree with that. Yeah, or yeah, twenty, twenty four, twenty five is probably about the time where you start going. Okay, everyone's bones are fully formed now. I can see what you're going to look like for the rest of your life. You can sort of begin to work it out. You know, at 21, everyone's beautiful. At 21, we've all got something going for us, which is why the YouTubers really struggle because they come through at 17 or 18, they look fresh for a few years. You know. We started when we were dumb I,
0: I do like the fact that we've actually aged up better. <laughs> we aged can say, better. You can you can see some some of the guys. I don't want to name names. Not going so good. No, I, yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I've thing watched has the E boys recently.
1: When, you know when I mean? the whole
0: thing's being boyishly good looking, and mm. then it's sort of just looking like you're just like an older, young-faced, weird guy. Right. You know what I mean? There's no
1: need to be so aggressive to Harry, but he does have that look. Who you, Harry? I'm not talking about her. All right, right. okay, no, nor am I.
0: No, fear. No. Hmm. no.
1: Oh, farther. Scars and body confidence. Uh, it's actually, I think it might be a girl, but get, the name is—it's a tricky one. Okay, yeah, no, it is a girl. Love the podcast and congrats on the congrats on the Beats deal. It genuinely says that. Good luck. Do scars put men off a girl? I'm very insecure about a huge scar across my stomach from a liver transplant due to having liver cancer when I was younger. Jesus. Didn't know I was going to take this turn. I'm sorry. I can't imagine ever being able to take my top off and receive a, re- a reaction or even if someone was to question it. I just want an honest opinion on how a scar is perceived. No, you're right. Leave all your clothes on because everyone else has got a perfect body and ultimately we're only looking for people with perfect bodies. Thank you. And ultimately, I have a, when I take my t-shirt off, there's nothing on me it's put per- it's i look like a kendall up until this massive penis so it's the same advice from your brand your body's perfect under that
0: isn't it i personally just think i understand why where she's coming from especially right. women like i think people don't understand there's the people talk about beauty standards there's 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 a lot of beauty standards put on men right you know we we talked to ben the owner of gym shock about you know Body body positivity for men as well. Mm -hmm. Like, even men now are feeling like, fuck, can I have this? Can I have that? You know what I mean? I've got some stretch marks and bloody scars. So do I. You know, but I get it. Like, I think women especially feel under a lot of pressure. And when a woman has a scar um, in a a spot like that, it can be daunting as fuck. Because she's just like, oh my God, what is the reaction going to be like? And I think look finding a nice guy for a start is is a winner because the guy is probably just going to be absolutely fine about it but also the lads i know personally wouldn't be bothered by that so for example one of my mates once dated a girl who had a stoma she was from estonia sorry a stoma uh is that what they call them where he had an absolute stoma and he managed to pull her no it's a a bag for your you know when you've got oh uh, um, is it colostomy a colostomy bag? bag. Yeah, I, yeah. And, and when you take those off, it's something called a stoma. Oh uh, right, where the basically it just It attaches. Yeah. And like at no point was he ever like commenting on that to me or oh, it's weird or any, yeah, that would be very strange if he had. No, yeah. but but the point I'm making is women like this girl in question is probably worried that men would go oh and then she had this horrible like at no point was anything ever mentioned ab- about right. something like that which you know I can imagine for the girl would have been quite a daunting thing because of the right. nature of what comes out of there and whatever else you know that it's a tricky situation for a woman to deal with yeah. on a day to day basis and you know if you want to get down and, and dirty so to speak it's probably a bit of a, of a, of a, of a situation that she has to contend with on her but especially if it's quite those tend to be quite visible things of course yeah yeah. Uh, but it wasn't a big deal no that is the point is like because he cared about her yeah and and that's the thing is when someone does care about you a scar will be no big deal i mean at all like let's also be straight up here like you are you're a fucking badass like you got a
1: liver transplant to overcome liver cancer And you are, I mean, I'm hoping you've kind of made it out the other side Mm -hmm. of that now, which is why you're thinking of getting a girlfriend or a boyfriend or Mm -hmm. whoever you want to, you know, have sex with or whatever. Like, that's actually a pretty cool story to be able to tell someone. I know it's, obviously it's traumatic in a way, but it's also like a life experience where not many people have been through that. Not many people have made it through that. Mm -hmm. And the respect level that I have for people who have made it through cancer is incredible. But also just to be able to sit opposite someone and say, yeah, so I've got a scar here, but that comes from this. Then when someone's in the bed, maybe that, that's a solution so, so, so for you. So what I was you know? going to
0: suggest is bring it up long before you're taking your clothes off and 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 let and be aware of it. Like, let the guy be aware of it. So, his- Otherwise, it sort of goes
1: like this. It, you take it off and you go, by the way, there was this uh, liver cancer thing and I had the uh, transplant and that's, that's why. And they sort of go, sorry, I've, what? What? And, yeah, it,
0: it, address yeah. it at dinner, do you know what I mean? I, I would say early, early-ish on, if if you decide you like the person, let them know, and if you're worried about their reaction, or you're worried about what they're going to think, I don't know what position it is, but, like, you could even, on your phone, show a picture of it or something, and just say, right, this, this is what it looks like, you know, and just so that it's done, it's over and done with. Scars
1: like, are kind of who you are in a bro. little bit of a way, though, do you know what I
0: mean? Like... Scars are life experience. Well, they're a bit like tattoos as well. Right. Though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I've got scars from... God, fucking, I broke this and that. I've had bar fights and stuff. Yeah. And um, it got ain't lost. a big deal, though. Do you know what I mean? And I get for a guy, it's different. But it, not really. Like, you know, if, if I was with a girl who had a scar, I, I really wouldn't give a shit, like, at all. And in many ways, like,
1: you know, when you really fall in love with someone, then you fall in love with their body. So you kind of just... Those things kind of come with them they're like well, part
0: of the package i mean it literally is part of who they are and and i think yeah like i've i've never i've never even heard a guy mention oh i was you know men are very they're straightforward creatures to be honest like um you know if you look good and you smell good like men, men are not really going to care about the odd little mark like that, and even if it's a big scar, no one gives a fuck.
1: And actually, we're a lot more understanding, I'd imagine, than a lot of people. I think give people I think credit for. I
0: do think men are typecast as like you know, and I get I'm probably part of the problem. Like like I was talking about earlier, like you know, but like you can still have a big bum and a massive scar. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, what's what your problem? You an arse crack is right. <laughs> um, yeah, it is I, just
1: one long sort of split
0: in the body, really, isn't it? Um, but but. What I mean is like, I think men are far more chill and understanding about stuff like that. Don't get me wrong, before everyone hammers us in the comments, I'm sure there's the odd dickhead, but generally speaking, it's fine. I guess that's her fear, is she
1: interacts with the dickhead. And in that scenario, you have to know it's not you.
0: And you also have to, if you're worried about it, and you are going to be gutted if anyone says something wrong, choose wisely.
1: Yeah, because actually you should be choosing wisely who you go to bed with anyway. Because, you know, there's a lot of shit out there. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, the point is... Moving moving on. on. Just move on. Uh, This is quite a good one. Um, This one's from a guy, and he says, how to get back into good workout routine after depression. Mm. So I guess this could be an interesting one. Um, Before I get started uh, on my problem, I just want to give the typical how much your channel... Okay, blah, blah, blah. You guys, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Uh, Anyway, enough of that. Thanks. I need to talk about the gym. I'm 24 years old, five foot nine. Okay. So about average height, right? Is five foot nine average height? or About that. About that. Uh, And 15 and a half stone. Okay. So you're quite a a heavy guy for five nine. That is, Mm. that's a lot of muscle. My mother passed away of cancer in 2019. And since then, it's been hard for me to cope with her death i don't drink smoke or do drugs so my coping method is eating i can cook but whatever a takeaway is there i eat it to comfort me i've tried going to the gym and try to lose weight but never quite get that far long story short how do you find the motivation to get over depression and eating and get into the dietary gym exercise recommendation side i don't
0: know if i'm the perfect guy to give advice on the eating right because that's still something you
1: are good at you have become better at um, like managing your diet, and you are, you know, I you've expanded uh, your menu of what you would eat because when you first came to London, we did just go to Shake Shack every week. Whereas now you're a bit more like, oh, I might have this with a salad, like a steak and this, or you know, you like Italian. I, and- I try
0: and replace things, so like if I'm if I'm hungry, I'll r- rather than having like I've, I got like protein shakes and protein biscuits and stuff. So I'm like, uh, this is sort of convincing my head. I'm having a biscuit right you know what I mean smart What's um, a
1: protein biscuit taste like, by the way? They're Is, not bad, They're actually. like cookies.
0: Yeah, they're like, they're, but they're made from oats and stuff, and okay. they've got a Benano little bit and, of a chocolate taste, but okay. it's not like proper, but you know, it's enough to and m- m- make you feel full and stuff like that. But it makes
1: me miss that place under 500 that we used to have oh, around so it. good, wasn't it? We found this restaurant on oh. Deliveroo. We don't care about the problem so much, but uh, <laughs> no, like we found this place on Deliveroo, <laughs> and genuinely, it was so good. Like mm. every meal you got from there was really, really good, but it gave me the idea of like, how easy it is
0: to find healthy meals, mm-hmm. which also taste good. Well, it isn't easy because th- now that place is gone because of lockdown. So, um, yeah, so let's. So, part of the problem is he's still grieving, and I think if he hasn't, he needs to talk to someone about his mother. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a counsellor. I would heavily recommend um, once a week find someone who knew her if if possible okay. and talk about some memories just go over half an hour have a cuppa talk about memories that, that'll help with the grieving um, it's about doing little bits at a time as well so like with the training part of the problem is when you're depressed you don't want to do anything it's about just doing little bits to start with like right. if if you think to yourself alright I'm going to get my running trainers on or whatever I really can't be fucking asked to do anything today just say 10 minutes what's 10 minutes nothing 10 minutes just go out even if you don't run for the 10 minutes run until you're tired then walk when you can be asked to run again run again yeah and then check your watch when you've done 10 minutes and go back and say i achieved 10 minutes Mm -hmm. i did it then up the up the time whenever you can be asked to and the next day you might have more motivation so you say right. i'm going to do 20 minutes of that today that same shit running and walking running and walking and it can be baby steps uh, it could be 15 minutes but, but, it could be 12 but set yeah. yourself a minimum and go i have to do that 10 minutes yeah. so the next day when you're sitting there feeling like shit and your and your depression's worse again go but i'm going to do the 10 minutes because i promised myself i'll do the 10 minutes and then do the 10 minutes and if you've got a minimum on your worst day that you know you'll do what you find is them endorphins start happening a little bit more and a little bit more and the ability to push on and there'll be a point where you think i've got to do that minimum 10 minutes and you'll feel rock bottom but you'll get to that 10 minutes one day and you'll go you know what fuck it i'm gonna do half an hour yeah and you'll push yourself half an hour and afterwards you'll think i fucking did half an hour do you know what I mean? Is that what you've done and, to get running and, and stuff and like the, that? And the fitness grows and grows and grows and the confidence grows and, and the positivity grows. You need patience for that. That, that, that requires some patience, doesn't you it? You do, but true Geordie is telling you, you have to do this, mate. So now you have to do it. And then you have to tell us later on how you got on. So do that. I do like that. Um, and, and I've done this myself. This is exactly how I've started running again. And it works. It literally works so you know when i started i was running slow i was walking slower and i was only doing 10 minutes now i'm doing half an hour comfortably now i can do an hour if i want you know what i mean and then you build it up because i had my minimum and then there'll be days you know where you know your body is tired or whatever but you just have to have that minimum and go i will do that 10 minutes anyway hope that helps good
1: advice and um in regards to eating healthy it's tricky but
0: Uh, yeah yeah i think i let's not try and uh, my advice would be sort the diet last if you love your food trying to eat healthy as well as tackle the the death of his mother and exercise and then and then do all three is going to be too much do the other two first when you feel like your exercise is good and and you and you're feeling better about losing your mom which is hard enough for anyone then do the diet after that it's tricky isn't it Because if you take on all three You may just collapse early And then yeah. And then you'll be back To square one That's what happened with me uh, Yeah you did take on Quite a lot once Yeah right? I fucked it up A lot of plates uh, I've got a
1: good one here It's advice on destroying My fuck boy mentality <laughs> Please help <laughs> This one's called Call Me Joe. It, feel, and it,
0: it feels like the last five years of my life, that. Right, yeah, well, wow. <laughs>
1: destroyed they are. <clears throat> uh, I'm a third-year uni student studying maths, Ooh. and I thought of commitment to one girl, and sorry, the thought of commitment to one girl makes me feel sick. It all started my first year when I was, uh, when I was living in my humble abode. I was like, really? Are you? Um, and I would trek up to the North Midlands where I began my journey into further education. Wow This guy's a bit of a writer uh, But some of his English is not very good You can see where you're doing Maths mate uh, I don't know I didn't know what to expect In my first year But boy oh boy Was I in for a treat This is a real one Freshers week was amazing boy, Beers boys Bitches Nightclubs That only got bigger And bigger and bigger And I love big tits And big ass, And I was hanging around With lots of big tits And big asses In very skimpy dresses Good boy Wow Good, good love um, <laughs> Obviously your boy Was smashing through birds Quicker than Jake Paul Knocked out Ben Askren Oh fuck son Good reference for Geordie There he puts in brackets I genuinely thought Life cannot get Any better than this I hadn't
0: po- But can you Don't say Smashing through birds Okay That's a dead giveaway That you're a terrible shag Right
1: that's a, First of all Dead giveaway <laughs> That you're a terrible shag Secondly It's a, a, an alarm In a woman's head
0: That you're a fuck boy yeah? No, yeah I mean he knows it himself But I'm just saying Like even to me When you say I'm smashing birds I go you fuck boy. Yeah, they yeah. they they're not having a good time. These girls are so disappointed. Yeah,
1: they're disappointed, but he's going. That was great. Wasn't it? Yeah, they? They're going. <laughs> lovely.
0: Yeah, oh, they're, they're, yeah. They're they're walking away in the morning, going. And That is the last time I'll be seeing you. Well, it's interesting because there's a whole
1: of the next year. I was fucking and chucking every bird I could. Were they and chucking I, him by any chance? Yeah. That's what, I, that's
0: what I'm thinking. And I just I'll <laughs> never
1: call her again. She's like, yeah, no shit, bro. I've changed my number. She's also genuinely like, that's lucky. Uh I genuinely couldn't stop thinking about sex. I think this guy's another problem. He then attaches a photo of him where he has abs and uh quite uh prominent pectoral can, muscles. Can
0: you can you show me and we'll just go on the wide so that the, the yeah no one could see the ooh,
1: uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh, ooh, uh.
0: Right, so he loves himself then. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. Fair right. p- fair play, though. You've got to have confidence. So, uh, you know, I rate the confidence, if nothing else. Near
1: the end of my second year, I met this girl that was my ideal type. See below. Okay, do you want to? <laughs> he's really, like, gone into detail. I, here, you know hasn't
0: what it is? He? I fucking rate the storytelling, if not else. She's very pretty girl. I, I, no, we're going to need a close up At both of them, to be honest with you. I want to see if he's punching yeah, or not. That. We're there.
1: you see what I'm saying right uh, very pretty just,
0: girl just to, just to verify on behalf of the boy facially she, she's a very pretty girl yeah the, he's done very well for himself he's done very yeah.
1: well and yeah. she's definitely facially prettier than he mm. is because uh, that fringe doesn't do you any favours <laughs> I'm joking it's a joke relax yeah near the end of my second year I met this girl that was my ideal type bracket C below we've seen below we rate below and I ended up going out with her for like 10 months. But over that period of time, I began to realize that the first three months of the relationship was way better than anything after the
0: honeymoon <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah welcome to reality, like, welcome bro. To reality bro. I think every man and his dog feels that way start- you know you when when things start off with a girl oh mate well, she things- can't suck yeah. your dick enough right. Wow. right when 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 things are at the start like uh, it is beautiful
1: so he then says and uh, this is her, but also terrible um, it started great but ended bad with me eventually dumping her I felt like she just piled all her problems onto me and then and expected me to make her feel better
0: without her giving a fuck about how I felt. Can I just say, mate, that's relationship, no, right? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, generally speaking, and, and and look, there's some there's some good Lovely girls women. out there. Lovely there's people. some very good girls out there, but sometimes you become some sort of fucking weird diary. Right. Where they write on your fucking you know, in your head, here is my problem. As if your job is to fucking solve it. And a lot of people have... Check ba- out the hook while my DJ revolves it. A lot of people have problems like this where they don't realise how negative they can be and they right. just project, project, And very project. often
1: their partner will sort of go, yeah, because they think that's how a relationship but, but, is supposed but to but work.
0: But what right. you, you know, you start off trying to be the white knight in shining armour and you thought, okay, well, I'll try and help you with this. I'll try and help you with that. But... You get to a point as a man where, you know, and look, again, some of you women out there are lovely, lovely, caring people. Some of you are some whiny cunts, though. And I (laughs) I just want to be honest, and it gets to a point as a man where you go... I ain't a fucking therapist, bro. Sure, don't fucking like. You, you need to give them an hourly rate. Sort yeah, of thing. like right. I can. You know, uh, there's there's understanding, and then there's a point where it goes beyond that, and you go you are affecting my mental health because right. all you're doing is fucking complaining.
1: Blah, right? blah, blah. And that, ha- and that can happen both ways. Brian's not just saying that's a woman. Absolutely. Yeah, it happens. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, coming it at this. I'm
0: coming at this from a man's point of view, talking about my experiences with women. Some have been great. Some haven't been so great. But the point I'm making about people is some people are radiators. Some people are drains. The radiators will warm up your fucking life. The drains will suck the fucking life out of it. Try and find a radiator those <laughs> people tend to be able to take some things out and add something new. no but I, look I find radiators people who people who add and warm up your life and yeah. make it better because this girl is a classic case and I'm not having a go at her because she's probably lovely deep down of someone who is not content within her own self and is not even in a position to have a relationship Right, and, more, and there's plenty of people who go their entire lives you know Without, and we even had this clip in the fucking, uh, the Beats video. Yeah. You've got to be the person who makes you happy before you even start having a relationship with someone else. And you agree with it heavily then as well. And it's true, you know what I mean? And I've been a victim of it. I've been guilty of it, rather, of of... Of trying to start something while I was a fucking mess. Right. right? So I'm not just saying it's just other people. Like I've it's done everyone. this. Yeah. I've done yeah. this before. It's like, life. Because sometimes you're a shit show of a person, as I've quite obviously been at times, and you see someone you like, and you're like, they make me happy, hmm. and before you know it, you, you're, you know, bringing them down because you're a fucking mess and you're not in a position to, to, to make them right. Happy either, and like so, it can be both ways. I'm I'm certainly not just pointing the finger, but generally speaking, I th- I think you need like people generally need to watch out for that happening because it can it can happen without you even realizing. Like all of a sudden, like this guy says, he was like, wait, there, the first three months were great. This this is shit. Like that ain't supposed to happen.
1: Try not to meet someone in um, the best thing I can say is try to meet someone at the beginning of winter. Because if you can make it through winter together, you can make it through anything.
0: It's no one's fault when that happens, but it, it. in an ideal world, you'd be able to say to the significant other, whether you're a man or a woman, you need to sort of have have therapy, you need to do this, you need to do that. But the problem is with some of those people, they're completely unaware of the habit right. they're in and they tend to be the type of people who do take their stuff out on other people and can lash out at other people. And it's a tricky one. You know, the best thing you can kind of do is is treat it like a bomb and just sort of slowly back away. So (laughs) he then says, uh, however,
1: now I'm in my final year and starting to look to the future when life isn't all about plowing through as many birds as I can. So he's come full circle. Good for him.
0: Um, He thinks he has.
1: uh, Yeah, sure. But after finding the one that's right for you, which is why I admire Lawrence's commitment to his relationship and his partner. I respect the love and loyalty they have in their relationship. Wow. Rackets, thanks on, uh, congrats on the child. Thanks for that. Okay, okay. Um, my problem is that every girl I meet... Uh, yep, yeah, good. Uh, after I shag them, I instantly want to move on. I am worried that I won't ever be able to commit to okay, anyone okay, because okay, the relationship uh, okay. I mentioned previously opened my eyes to how much of a chore it is
0: having a bird. Okay, okay. So... God I love him. You are you are a classic lad, and, and, and I've been one for a long time. So my advice would be, and this is this is some crazy advice. Some crazy, some crazy, ass- crazy. Yes. Get ready crazy, for it. Crazy, you Get ready, ready for this? Brace yourself. Stop shagging. Whoa. Okay. Oh, I don't like that. You need to take a fucking break because the wow. problem is. Okay. He's ri- rifling through these girls at such a rapid speed. He can't tell which one's good, which one's not made for him, right. which one to appreciate, appreciate which, one, which one to take his time on, which one to give an actual chance to. Mm-hmm. They're all blending in. They're just pussies at this point, point. and that is unhealthy because what he doesn't realize is he ain't respecting them, and he ain't respecting him either. Like he, like all right, you're you're getting you're getting your nut right, but before you re- wake up and realize this is going to happen you're going to have lower self esteem because right. you're going to realize you're just giving the dick to any girl and you're not treating yourself as like anything that's worth working for either right so you're not in a life situation that's ever going to result in meeting a good person who you can have a long term okay. thing with because you're just shagging everything that moves. So there is no hope for you. You, you ain't got to pray. Wow. And you will not, like, if, while you're on this fucking pussy go round it ain't going out at work, you right. know, so, get off the pussy go round, stop, Same. stop right
1: now, stop the pussy go stop round, stop in the I want name of off. love, yeah, All right? and the guy's going, the guy's on the mic, going round and round and round it goes, where it stops, nobody knows, and you're like, oh, I just want to get off,
0: no, like, he, he does, and, and what he needs to do, is remember that people can be special, like, it ain't just, I need to fuck you, it ain't, just you, that there, so you, there is more to people than that
1: Do you also think Maybe this guy Because he's only seeing it as sex Is blinding himself To some of the good things That he could see Because he's trying to get Just straight to the sex that, That's the point I'm the making stuff. though yeah. Is
0: like what is going to happen Is inevitably And I've done this before You'll masturbate a lot No a, oh. He is going to look back And realise One of those girls Who he treat as Just a Neh. Get out my bed He should have He shouldn't have yeah, like, I'm not saying it would have worked out with that person. Obviously, for me, um, there was there was a, a couple of people at least who I should have treated with more respect that I regretted because I was like, you know, maybe maybe that could have went well, maybe no. I, but I didn't give it a no. chance because I was in that whore state of mind that this kid's in, where he's just trying to shag everything. Horrible, absolutely horrible. Um, I, look, I'm not saying don't. Fuck plenty of people But you, you've, you've been doing this for a while now bro. At university as well So you've had some good years You've made your point yeah. you Now's now the time to start dating you, You've proved you're the man Calm the fuck down yeah. and, 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 not, and not only that bro if you're, if you're rattling through girls The way he says he is That ain't actually gonna get you the best sex either right. You'll have better sex If you are dating a girl for a longer term Great advice
1: Yeah. You hit this window where the understanding is just there you both know what you like and you're bo- and you're just like this is really
0: bro. Good. Three, he said three months is when it went bad. Three months should be when it starts getting great. Apex. Yeah, right. three months is when, you, you know, the early stuff has been and gone, and that, that the fun, and you're discovering each other. Yeah. That's the bit where you really start confessing to each other. Let's try and do you're this. You're not this. as
1: tentative anymore. Yeah. You're going, oh, do you like that? You're sort of going, you like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know each other better, yeah. and therefore the sex gets even better. So, yeah. you know, he's kind of, ironically fucking himself out of even better sex so right. i think yeah the the problem is everything's just blurred into one right now and he needs to sort of step back and go hold on which of these girls are a good looking but b and most importantly yep. a good person and you know funny Long-term, smart, good partner caring yeah and enriching my life a little little word of advice go for a, a, a one sometimes as men we can be um like dogs you know we need something to be exciting all the, the time, time. but don't don't you know um what's the word go for someone who's caring and uh right, who, who, who not acts, just the body. because what i'm saying is because he's an egomaniac as as i was um when women praise him and care about him and really like him he'll think he's above them just a the word of it you're not that makes you a narcissist. You're not. Yeah, you're not. yeah, no. But he will. He's a man as well, and yeah. you know he thinks he's the guy. So, and and he has been. He's 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 killed he it. Well done. But he, you need to realize that one of these girls who actually believes you are the shit is going to like be there for you and actually rate you and support you, and you're actually not what you think you are. So if sh- if you're lucky enough to have someone who thinks you're that great, don't just treat her like yeah. And 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 wait for a bitchy girl to come along and actually fuck with your head a bit. Like appreciate that. Mm. Because that as a man, we I've done that before. Like I've undervalued someone who rated me highly when really you want someone who really thinks you're great. You know. And you can mistake that for like, yeah, I'm so great, I don't even need you. Don't. That's that's good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And what's happening right now is there's probably a few of them treating him nice and he's not he's not saying it.
1: I like that. It's good advice. Mm. It's actually great advice.
0: Do you do you want to end there? Only because I feel like you you've
1: really done good advice at the end there, and I want oh, to end on you. a peak, Let's, not on a let, yeah. You know, on I like where we go. Well, yeah, that
0: was yeah. I, awesome. I I hope people enjoyed this old school podcast, a bit of a catch up with uh, you know uh, us two. It got a bit uh, deep sometimes, as it always does. Um, Thanks for sharing. Yeah, but uh, we really appreciate the support lately. It's been fucking unbelievable nice across the kickoff, uh, TJ Extra, and obviously the main channel and Twitch. You know, we're always doing something. Keep watching. There's,
1: you're a machine, a factory. Keep watching us. Many, many days a week. We're a content machine. Yeah, sure. It's good to work with you.
0: Thanks for coming. <laughs> it's good to work with you, lots. Yeah, <laughs> It's good. To it's work great with you. to work with you. <laughs> it's good, good to share the room. It's good to uh, like the video. Don't forget the links are in the description. Subscribe. Thanks for watching. And we will see you later.